you are all very welcome. Hello, everyone. To the Calm Projects podcast, where we love to talk about culture, arts, nature and wellness. And I am your co-host, Shane McKay. And I'm your other co-host, the opposite side of the coin, Christopher Sneed. And today we're going to be talking about Zero Waste with a great guy, Jack O'Sullivan from Zero Waste Alliance Ireland, who you can find. Yeah. Um, ZWAI.ie. Yeah, that's ZWAI.ie. They've got a great website, guys. Actually, you should go and check it out. I'll just pull it up here for you. That's it there. Well, you can see that massive amount of landfill. We've got yeah, one that's, that's about pretty that. disgusting. Like, yeah, it's unreal. I want to find out where that is. So now further ado, we're going to get straight into it. I suppose we give a little wee intro. So Jack is the director of Zero Waste Alliance, and that was founded in 2003 or 2004. We have to double check that. Zero Waste Alliance is an Irish NGO which advocates a cradle-to-cradle approach to circular economy and ensuring that anything we produce or import can be repaired, reused, recycled or composted at the end of its life. And Chris, this is a subject we're quite passionate about, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I mean, we were really excited to see the new right to repair kind of movements com- coming into effect, really. Yeah. Like, it was all over the news last week with Apple and the Chargers, mm-hmm. and we covered that on a live stream last Sunday, if you just want to go and check that out. Jack, actually, he's also got a consultancy yeah. business called he's Environmental... What is it, Chris? Management, environmental Management Services. Yeah, and they're and going a long time. The, Oh, yeah, like 44 years or so. Yeah. And he's the owner-director, yeah. There's a great quote, actually, from their kind of blurb. I believe addressing climate change is the greatest challenge facing humanity, and the mitigation of its effects can be resolved only by cooperation, innovation, and sharing. mitigation of its effects can be resolved only by cooperation, innovation and sharing. Yeah, so like, well in tune. Do you want to bring Jack in there? Yeah. Jack, are you there? I am, of course, guys, and thank you for a fantastic introduction. Oh, you're very welcome, Jack. We're absolutely yeah. delighted to have you here. It's, it's great to talk to a like-minded individual, you know? Well, I feel I'm among like-minded individuals because not only are you interested in zero waste, you're interested in the environment, nature, culture, art, mm. and human well-being, all of which are essential. And, and we should be looking at them together instead of looking at them separately because they're all completely tied together. Oh, yeah. Not close to nature. We don't have good well-being. If we're fecking up the planet and fouling up the environment, is it not surprising that that we have a lot of illness of every sort among human beings and other creatures with whom we share the planet as well? That's Absolutely. It. And we, we, did a, we did a show about wellness there last week and we covered the fact that, you know, our environment is, it's, it, that is part of wellness. So whether you want to talk about climate or the environment, if we're not, look, we see it anyway, at least that if you're not looking after the environment, how are you looking after your health? A hundred percent. And the figures, anything I read about human health and well-being and the environment says are closely connected. I lead, I read that journal called The Lancet, which is a very, very good Oh, medical. I love The Lancet. Do oh. you? Great, Chris. Oh, yeah. It's the oldest medical publication in the world. It's been going since, like, the late medieval period. I think it has. It goes back a long, long way, um, like myself, like, yeah. like Zero Waste uh, Alliance. Like, a, Lance, a, a Lancet was a tool used by barber surgeons and kind of cunning men and things, which was a very small knife that they could hide in like a ring or whatever to take yeah. blood samples. Um, and they use it to take blood because yeah. in those the long, far off days, one way of attempting to cure an illness, which of course we now know is a bit kind of rubbishy, 
Um, it's actually, it's actually, they, they, they still use uh, bloodletting to a degree in some medicines. Um, only, only really for hematoxychromia. Oh, well, that's fair enough. You've got yeah. me there now, Chris. Yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. How you pronounce hematoxychromia. <laughs> Sounding exactly uh, like a doctor who would do it was perfect like, pronunciation. The history, the history of medicine is a bit of a nerd topic of mine. I used to be a historical reenactor doing the history of medicine. Really? Oh, that must yeah, be fantastic. But, if you ever do a stage show, Chris, on that, I'll be along. <laughs> sure, we'll, we'll get back to the topic at hand anyway. Yes, back to the topic. <laughs> yes, you so asked the... Shane about Zero Waste Alliance Ireland. Um, yeah. And these are the, the, this is the main organization we'll, we'll talk about. So you mentioned they have a consultancy as well. Um, way back in the 1990s, I was doing lots of work around the country for small groups of people, local residents who were against landfilling. Either they were living near a landfill and they were being affected by flies, rats, smells, smoke in some cases where landfills water went. Water contamination. Fire. Yeah, water contamination, absolutely. And some of them took court cases in one, for example, now near Ballinasloe, they barricaded the landfill so the lorries couldn't get in. I remember that. That was, that was on the news now, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. A lot of these cases hit the news. And then uh, Galway County Council took an injunction against them, so it ended up in court. And we ha- I was part of the, pe- of the crowd working for the local people as a consultant. And they had a legal team, and we were in court. And eventually Galway County Council closed the landfill down. Similarly, in County Clare, in Tipperary, we got quite a lot of landfills closed. And other people then were being oppo- opposing very strongly the idea of new landfills because, of course, as old ones closed, new ones had to be opened, or so they thought. Mm. That was the idea at the time. Just uh, use it and dump it. Yeah. And again, there were quite a number of court cases, some of which we won and some of which we lost. But in 1999, a number of those groups came together in the Hudson Bay Hotel near Athlone. And we formed a kind of an alliance. I gave a paper on landfilling. The rest were kind of people I knew or people who knew people I knew. And out of that, by about 2003, Zero Waste Alliance Ireland was formed because I had said and other people had said as well, what we really need to do is just have zero waste. I remember saying, there's no waste in a forest. Yeah, that's it, Jack, exactly. Nature doesn't waste stuff. It's it's the circular economy, if we knew about it at the time. Mm. That was where the term cradle to cradle came in, because a couple of American authors have said, we're not interested in the cradle to grave approach, which Mm. is making Mm. sure we extract stuff, deal with it, and then bury it. But the cradle to cradle, meaning it gets into a kind of a circle. It gets fed back in at the beginning. Exactly. So anything that we produce, which is, uh, say, made of metal or plastic, it goes back into the technical, the technical circle. We can reuse it, melt it down, turn it into something else. Anything that is biological goes back into the ground. It's composted. It's made into, um, it's, it could be digested as well too, anaerobically yeah. or composted. We, we, we've been talking about that quite a lot ourselves. Actually. Great. Well, that's one of my uh, great yeah fashions is composting mm. and and uh, so on. So that's how it all started. And then it went on for a long time with only a few people. 
And in 20, late 2019 and 2020, we, we decided we really have to do something about it. And we did two things which are very important to raise Zero Waste Alliance Ireland a little bit further up the scale. We started employing someone. We have a lovely girl now called Or Orla. Orla. Yeah, I've spoken with Orla. She's lovely, actually. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, she's super. And um, we now have moved from being about four or five members up to about, I think, sixteen or seventeen. And we are looking for new members. Yeah. So mm -hmm. any of your listeners who are very interested and would like to join up. Do get in touch with Orla Kutin through the Zero Waste Alliance Ireland website. Now, yeah. that landfill, by the way, you saw is not in Ireland, mm. but it's very similar to landfills we had years ago. Right. right. I've seen and explored on behalf of work I was doing landfills in Kaliningrad, in Russia and in Lithuania. At that time, they were bad, like the orange ones. Mm. Mm. Well, what do we do now, you might ask? Well, you could say it's an improvement. On the other hand, theres I don't think it's that of an improvement. We have a few landfills left now in Ireland, very, very few. The EPA keeps a fairly tight control over them, but we shouldn't have any, except maybe for some very old legacy stuff you can do nothing with. Mm. So where does most of our waste go? The answer is we burn it. Mm. Recycling, huh? <laughs> that's meant to be a, a derisory you know what I mean oh yeah yeah it goes into the big incinerator in Dublin it goes into the incinerator in County Meath which is next to a cement plant it also goes into cement plants mm. cement plants are absolute, absolutely like, low paper yeah, you, plastic you need, you need fairly high temperatures for the lime kilns you know? that's absolutely right Chris 1400 degrees yeah. centigrade and when we um, mix that lime and the other stone shale together and we make what they call clinker out of it, mm -hmm. the lime gives off a lot of, the limestone gives off a lot of carbon dioxide. Yeah. So not only are we using huge amounts of fuel, whether it was, say, gas or coal or oil, or, or um, they used to use a stuff called carbon before as well, but more, so that's giving off a lot of carbon dioxide. But in addition to that, the chemical reaction to produce the cement gives off carbon dioxide. So cement is hitting the climate with a double whammy. Mm. And plus, like we're 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 in a country here where we've saw a massive boom in um in in property. So like there, there's been a ton of concrete. I'm not a big fan of concrete myself either. Actually, in our like um we were we were looking at putting a bit down in the garden. I was like, no, I want my soil. I want the drainage. Yeah, well, you're right. Um, concrete has three main disadvantages. One, it costs an enormous amount to produce uh, mm -hmm. in terms of energy. Now, it may not cost a lot in terms of money because most of these big companies have big quarries where they dig out the limestone. That's They're taking out an, a, a communal resource, but they're not charged for that. You can operate a quarry in Ireland for very little money, and we'll come back to that mm. later. That's interesting, yeah. But they're also using up a lot of our waste, uh, which could be recycled. Mm. And so we're giving it to them, and they, they it's almost free. In fact, if you drive up to a cement plant with 20 tonnes of packaged, uh, what do they call it, refuse-derived fuel or solid-recovered fuel, mm. you have to pay them to take it. 
Mm. Now imagine if somebody drives up to my house with a big load of logs and uh, he wants to give them to me. And I say, well, I'm going to have to charge you 50 euro for that load of logs. He'd yeah. kick me down the road. Yeah. <laughs> He'd be charging me 100 euro or 200 mm. euro for a big lorry load, for a trailer load of logs. So it's really crazy. And we don't use other building materials. We mm. have superb building materials in Ireland. One is clay. Yep. Yeah, clay is great. houses built of clay. I was in an eco-village in... Hungary, many, many years ago, a lovely guy there was building his house. He was digging out the clay almost next to the house. Yeah. Nice big oh. hole in the ground. Someone and did the same thing in Sherwood Forest there a few years ago as well. Really, Chris? Yeah. Very interesting. Wow. Um, he, he used barley straw blocks and then yes. put the clay around them because it was an, it's an absolutely perfect insulating material. It is very good. And what surprised me was how strong clay actually is. And I had direct experience of that myself mm. because this guy, uh, Bela Boschus, he came back with me to Ireland for a visit at one stage. And somewhere in County Meath or between here and Dublin, he, this here being the middle of West Meath, by the way, somewhere between here and Dublin, there was an, an old house I'd spotted, probably just a little old tiny cottage used as a an animal shelter, and the plaster had fallen off the walls in a few places. And I saw the walls were made of clay. It could have been at least 150, 200 years old. So we got out of the car, we climbed over the fence, we looked at this clay, and I tried to scratch it with my fingernail, thinking it would be soft. It was as hard as anything. Oh, yeah. I mean, especially if it's a high iron clay or, you know. It could have been, Chris. It was that mm. dark brown color anyway. Yeah, that would be a high iron clay because when, yeah. when, you, when you fire it or whatever, it, like, the, the, it locks together completely. Like, yeah. Sorry, I do, I do a bit of pottery as well. <laughs> Chris, geez. You know, I was a potter for a while. Oh, wow. Yeah. I was. Oh, wow. And I'll tell you how it happened. And I don't know if your listeners might be interested in this story. Oh, we'd love to hear some stories, yeah. Jack, please. Stories are, I think stories are great. Absolutely. I'm a great fan of people like John Moriarty, who says, you know, we, we live by our stories. That's it. My first research job after graduating in biology and zoology and biochemistry down in UCC in Cork, I went up to County Mayo where I was doing work around the shores of Loch Con, basically uh, collecting and identifying the organisms that were living on the lake bed and around the lake shore. This was to see if they had been affected by the, the drainage of the lake and reduction of the level. At that time, I had a motor scooter, by the way, and I used to tow a trailer behind it. It was a great way of getting around. It really was. The trailer was made from an old golf cart, which wasn't supposed to be doing 40 miles an hour. But it did it. <laughs> so... Close to the B&B where I was staying, I saw a sign saying pottery. So being a curious type of person, I walked up there and in I went and I could see they had all the stuff. I didn't know anything about pottery at all. Nothing, literally. No. And there was a French woman, Madeleine Freire. She's long since passed away. She's mm. a lovely woman. That was, that was about 15, 20 years ago, was it, that she passed and away? This was in the 1960s, Chris. Oh, right. Then yeah. I, must know some, I must know a pot, another French potter. Was there, yeah. well, if, if you do, I'd love, to, I'd love to make that connection. Oh, um, no, no, she's died about 20 years ago. Ah, uh, Well, Madeleine died about 20 years ago. 
All right, then it must be the same person, maybe. Oh, but you mean it was the sixties when this from when this was story oh, from those? Oh, right. yeah. oh, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, so um, she said to me, "What do you do?" So I said, "I'm a biologist." And she said, "Of course, then that means you can draw." <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, maybe, and of course, it did happen in those days, and maybe it's still true that if you do biology, you have to dissect creatures. We dissected earthworms, frogs, yeah. and various other creatures, and you have to draw what you see and label it. And I got, I, I got an ability to draw. So, a brown piece of brown wrapping paper and a pencil was produced, and I sat down. I drew. I drew crabs, lobsters, fish, and seashells, and all the different kinds of marine animals. Because even though I was working around a freshwater lake, my real, real love was the sea. Wow, yeah. My love is still the sea, very, very much. That's, yeah, that's, a, that's another area we'd love to get into, Jack, because the, oh, the, well. the sea is in real, real peril right now. And it so is. are we because of that as well, and the rest of that's the planet. so right, Shane. So Madeline said to me, words like the following. If you can draw that on a piece of paper, you can do it on a pot. Doing. <laughs> so I was instructed in the, in the technique of scraffito. And how this works is that you make the pot out of dark clay. It could be a throne pot. It could mm. be a slab pot. And you might know about this, Chris, yeah. if you're a potter. And it's a nice dark and then be, we call it green clay. And then before it's fired, you dry it a bit and then you put some slip on it by pouring slip in and pouring it off and slip for those of your listeners who might know it is like a a creamy stuff, a white creamy stuff. And you pour it off again and uh, you let the pot dry a little bit. Now the dry... hard. Yeah, exactly. You know it. And if it's too hard, the slip will crack. If it's not hard enough, it'll flow. So now you take it very carefully, leather hard, and with a piece of bamboo, which you've cut into a little chisel point, you draw through the white slip into the dark clay. And that gives you a drawing of dark lines against a white background. Oh, wow. And you can't make a mistake, because if you do, it's very, very hard to patch it up. It's it's very similar to um, the, the frescoes. Like, you have to work while it's, you know, in the exact right space and you have to be as precise as possible because there's no changing, there's no editing. Oh, that's (laughs) so true, Chris. And I used to do as well as drawings of marine life. I used to do um, Celtic designs. Celtic. Oh, wow. Really? Wow. Have you got any of that anywhere, Jack, that we can look at? uh, There's one or two pieces left. One or two pieces here in the house. Great. So I used to, I did that when I was working out there for two years in County Mayo. I'd go up to the pottery in the evenings and the weekends and I didn't get paid. I was very happy. I got fed. And what was lovely was that um, the people who ran it, Madeline and Grattan Frere, the place was called Terry Bond. It still exists as a pottery and they still produce mm-hmm. lovely stuff. And they used to love lobsters. So north of May, on the north coast of May, was a place called Port Turlin and another place called Port Atloy. Not far, by the way, from where there's a magnificent group of people who are my heroes who resisted Shell for many, many years. Absolutely. Yeah. Great work, great work there. there they do on Mayo. Yeah. Beautiful place and a, a powerful place. 
So the, the, the people who ran the pottery loved lobsters. So I would be dispatched to the north coast to <laughs> buy a lobster, which you could do for one pound. You got a big yeah. lobster. And of course, I got a little share of it then for that. So we had a great time. Then I had to work, uh, find some paying job. Because what, I, what I was doing around Loch Con was just research work as a part of a postgraduate student. So I worked in England for a while, and we can talk about that another time. That was very good, too. Again, I was working as a sea fishery officer, uh, looking after some 440 miles of coastline. We thought in miles in those long, since distant days past. I still think of miles occasionally, oh. now and again. So that was the pottery. Where were we before we got onto that sidetrack? We were talking about the incinerator and... Um... Cement, clay, yeah. clay versus cement, I think, is how oh, he's going to answer that. that's where it came from. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I once was in County Leitrim because I had friends there who had moved and set up the um, place at Ross Inver, an eco-village. Yeah. And uh, that became the North Leitrim Vegetable Growers. Hmm. And they had that, a lot of pushback on that as well, though, um, from, from uh, the building regulators and everything. They were crawling all over them. I know. Our building regulators really, you know, there's some good Mm. in it. And we can talk about the building regs in a while because Zero Waste Alliance Ireland is in a battle with the building Mm. regulators at the moment Mm. because we want certain, we believe certain things should be open and should be allowed. Like um, the Eco Village, they wanted their own anaerobic digester and they wanted their own, like, turbines and they wanted to build yep. various different styles of houses eco like yep. ecological houses and pretty much everything was slapped down they were like no you have to build like uniformly <laughs> you know and i know and yeah. the eco village down in clough jordan in county Tipperary had a similar battle to hmm. the problem i think here we have in ireland is that many of the um people in our regulatory authorities are very reluctant to move away from the standard, what they see as the standard tried and true methods. And you know, well, they have a, they have a, they have an interest in that, don't they? Isn't that fair to say? That, like, uh, they're it, just, it, it, yeah, they're very reluctant to explore. And you know, it, it's sad because the Global Eco Village Network, which is a great crowd of people, they meet every so often. In Europe, with our 27, 30 or so countries, we have 200 eco-villages. There's only one in Ireland. And yeah, in the 1960s, that's... I thought Ireland would be an absolute ideal location for eco-villages. We had a conference in 1976 out mm-hmm. in Glen Cree Centre for Reconciliation. Yeah. And hundreds of people attended. And I thought, Ireland is going to be a fabulous place. Yeah. New ideas. Um, a lot of people living communally, eco-village network spread. It all died in the 1980s. The 1980s in Ireland was a lost decade. Mm. We just mm. became mini capitalists. Mm. And then we yeah. came, became big capitalists, with the result that the land became destroyed, the soil has become damaged, rivers have become polluted. Mm-hmm. And also our, our own mines have become damaged. It's quite tragic, people. really. Cause it, it is. It's, it was You're unnecessary. Right. It's very tragic because um, as a country, we should be leading in many different ways. Oh, okay. yeah. Our, our politicians say, oh, we've got the biggest, the biggest um, data centers. So what? Uh, we've got all these big chemical companies. So what? I yeah. Yeah. How 
are the ordinary people surviving. To me, I look at the country, I, I look at the poets, the artists, the writers, and the ordinary Sean and Mary citizen. How are they doing? Not the millionaires. Yeah. Any country can have them and they can have three quarters, 99% of the country in poverty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's, to us, we were talking about that a little bit, Jack. It goes back to exploitation, really. Whether it's exploitating the people or the economy, their environment, it's all exploitation, really. If if people are, or they're hoarding their resources, what else is it but exploitation? Well, there's a lot of exploitation. And Fintan O'Toole, who writes occasionally for the Irish Times, and I'm a great fan of his stuff, he's pointed out that all, not all, but many of the absolute billionaires got that way by getting a hold of and exploiting a communal resource that was owned by the Irish people. And he gave one example among many was the man who got hold of a certain amount of the electromagnetic spectrum, which resulted he got that for very little money with the aid of a person who was a minister at the time and who was later found to have collaborated with him. That man is still a TD. I'm not naming names, of course. Otherwise, (laughs) And he made a huge amount of money. And then you you look at, for example, we mentioned quarrying a while ago and and cement. Um, The cement industry is very, very powerful. It has the ear of government. Yeah. The other day, now in some one of those looking back to the nineteen, it's, it's Jack. I think it's fair to say it's kind of I would consider to be part of what was the kind of you could call the false economy bubble, mm. where we were just building and building and building, but where there were no actually real amenities going in to, into these places. You know, it, yeah. the, 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 the the motivation was just, in my eyes, effectively to profit. The yeah. motivation was greed, Shane. Yeah, sure greed. But again, if you look at the capitalist ethic, if you can call it an ethic, (laughs) against which President Michael D. Higgins is always speaking out against, and he's very, very good. Mm. Basically, the system works by exploiting people's greed. Yeah. And it's not a good... Now, of course, what do you replace it with? But that's the big question. Now we're moving from environment into politics. Yeah. The more sustainable way is, in the long run, cheaper, like, for the company. Which is, we have to be sustainable, Chris, because mm. if we're not sustainable, we are yeah. definitely not going to survive comfortably. We'll mm. survive, but probably mm. we don't know how we'll survive. Yeah. And, Chris, you mentioned sustainability. It is incredibly important. And what's equally important is knowing what sustainability is. And I see the word used by estate agents, uh, marketing people, uh, people who uh, pretend that they can teach you all about companies. Oh, you have to have a sustainable company. How do you run your vans, diesel? Oh, that's very sustainable. Yeah. <laughs> when I think about sustainability, I think about people living in a rainforest for maybe 10,000 years. And the rainforest is still as good as it was. Yeah. Now, we can't do that, but can we live, and this is the challenge facing human societies worldwide, Mm. can we live in a way that not only are we using less than what the planet produces, but we are regenerating Mm. and repairing the damage and destruction of the last 100 years or 150 years since the Industrial Revolution began? Only in that 
That's a very exciting topic to me, actually. Like, and coming from the, I, I think I saw you like this issue of innovation and technology. That it is very exciting when you see what's happening on that uh, in there. It's just for me, it's a, it's it's a little bit of a pity that it's taken this long for it to get real mm. traction. That's the problem, Shane. It's taking an awful long time. I remember reading back, reading the nineteen in seven, 1972, the Limits to Growth study, mm. which was a fabulous study where the uh, people who were doing it, uh, Donella Meadows, Jürgen Randers, and based on the work by the American professor Jay Forrester on global modeling, mm. were showing that we cannot continue the path we're going on. A lot of people said, oh, that's just doom and gloom. No, it's not. It's basically saying, if you do this, this will happen. It's realistic. It's very realistic. Practically. It so happened that it didn't take into account to the extent which it should the uh, effect of climate change. And so the, the model is actually worse now. It's more difficult. But what we have to do, according to that model, is cut back hugely on industrial production. Now, this was 1972. Yeah. They redid the model in 1992 and they refined it again in 2002. And each time the model showed we were traveling further and faster towards global collapse of ecosystems, of economies. And you can see that beginning to happen as well. Yeah, there's an energy crisis. Like we're right on the cusp of an energy crisis. There's an energy crisis. There's a materials crisis. There's a lot of, and of course, there's a climate change, and the climate change is a crisis. Well, do you know, Jack? We, we like, we, we, I've hit on it. There's a point about it to do with that. I've been starting to tune in that, you know, to call it climate change to me is like it's a little bit misleading because like climates do change. What's really happening mm-hmm. is it's climate impact. We're having an impact on the environment. It's environmental impact, really. To call it climate change is like, it's like, well, are we going to call it like climate inevitability? Like change is inevitable as well. So it's a very, to me, misleading kind of term. The only constant is change. It is. That's right, Chris. Well, Shane and Chris, the the word I use a lot is climate chaos. That's that's, that's pretty accurate. Climate is changing, but it's changing in a way that's chaotic. And the important point, which I think some of the climate deniers latch on to or, or will ignore, is the speed of change. You can look back 50, 60 uh, million years. You can look back several hundred million years. There were times the Earth was warmer. There were times the Earth was cooler. But those changes might have taken, say, a million or two million or a million years to happen. We're causing that degree of change to happen in probably 50 or 100 years. Well, that was fantastic. What a great guy, Jack O'Sullivan, and such a mine of information around zero waste. And he's a great guest. We're so happy to have him on. And he'll be back again soon with more, well, a lot more coming up around this topic. And I highly recommend anybody that is interested in this to go and check out zwai.ie. That's the Zero Waste Alliance Ireland website. And they're also looking for volunteers. So if you think that you can help, get in touch with them, guys. Okay. And that's it for today. We will be back soon. So keep well. Thank you.
Hello, 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 and you're all very welcome to the Can Projects podcast, where we love to talk about culture, arts, nature, and wellness. How are you doing, Chris? Not too bad, Shane. How are you? I'm good. Well, I'm I'm good. I'm not bad. I'm still getting over this chest infection, though, so it's going to be a short show today, guys. Yeah. Sorry, the intro's playing again. Of course. Short but sweet. Say that again, Chris. Sorry. Short but sweet. Yeah, but we're 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 just popping in because COP twenty six, for people who haven't heard of it, has has kicked off um, mm. this week and it's a conference uh, where the governing body bodies of the nations of the world are coming together to talk about climate crisis, the climate crisis, and they're finally starting to call it a climate crisis. Hey, but you know what? If you're in a wheelchair, you don't get, you can't go. No, <laughs> because, no, it's not wheelchair accessible. Yeah. And uh, if you're in a small nation, you're not allowed to go either. So look, we're not on here to complain about this thing. It's good that no. that, that um, we're, we're, just, we're just hoping we're just hoping it's not going to be a cop out, like you yeah, know exactly. Because <laughs> that's where the comment, like that's the kind of thing that people are like saying right now. Um, it's like okay, it's great you're saying a lot of what's the thing hashtag blah blah blah. <laughs> that's yeah. Uh, anyone? Uh, uh, yeah, no. I mean, there's a there's a high likelihood most of it's just going to be a talking shop, you know. It pretty much kind of is like that, and it, well, look here. There's two. There's two really positive things that have come up. The first, there's they're talking about deforestation, and the second one is methane. The only problem with the the, the deforestation thing, it's like 120 different uh, representatives from mm-hmm. from various nations have said that they all agreed to cut deforestation to stop deforestation by 2030 it's a long time scale isn't it yeah now the thing about that is though is that th- there's nothing signed there's, they've no. just said like yeah we think this is something we should do we're going to try and do this mm. try is the kind of key word like there's no it, like yeah. it, it's non-binding right now essentially and I mean there was all that stuff you were telling me about the chainsaw man Oh, well. Bolsonaro, yeah. Bolsonaro yeah, yeah, in yeah. Brazil, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's a big one. So, look, it, like I said, we're going to have to kind of keep this brief, but we we will be coming back to this. Um, if we can get a show in um, about this at the weekend, we will. We have Jack O'Sullivan from the Zero Waste Alliance Ireland uh, back on Friday um, to cover kind of stuff related to this. But we... Um, We've some other goods. So what else we got coming up, Chris? We've got wellness coming up, and we've got music yeah. coming up this month. We've a few book reviews, a few more readings. Well, um, we'll see if we'll get to that. I don't know if we'll get yeah. to that. Um, we'll get to some of that, but yeah. the, the usual stuff, guys, to expect. But th- this week we might be a little bit low on content because we're um, low on health. <laughs> yes, our HP is kind of down to like five. You know. Yeah. So, Chris, what does COP stand for? Um, it it, hold, on, for, hold, on, hold on, let me guess. Would it be something like, cl- like climate? Uh, is the word climate in there at all? No. Is the word pollution in there at all? No. No. Okay. So what? So does it's it, not the. It's not the conference on pollution. It's not the climate. Uh, opinions. Yeah. No. no. And politics. No. no it's, it's a not that. conference of the parties. Oh, right. That's interesting. I wonder what that's about. Um, I don't know. Maybe when they came up with the name, they were like, look, we can't talk about climate. You know? <laughs> well, it's the 26th one, yeah. isn't it? So, 
Um, I mean, par- the UK are hosting at the moment, and Paris mm. was the last one to host it. Um, but not a huge lot has really been done. Been done, yeah. No. Um, They've talked about talking about doing things. Yeah. You know, they talked about it, talked about it, talked about moving. <laughs> but ultimately, like, we're not, again, we're like, we've been following this story and we've been holding off talking about it a little bit because, like, we, again, we don't like coming on here with, like, and to just present problems or to give out, like, like no. so many people out there on the internet like to do. We'd like to have a conversation. So, and a bit of a laugh as well. But it, yeah. it is, like, I mean, like, this. this I think representation is something we're not going to really say what 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 we're what we're co- what what's coming up, but we've we're going to be we're going to be having some guests on that whose voices haven't really are not being heard at, at COP, no. and we so we we kind of feel that that's important to, to hear to have everybody's uh, voice in this conversation because especially it, especially considering it affects everybody, like. Yeah, and unfortunately, again, this looks like another one of these things where ultimately poorer nations or, or communities are going to be hit hardest by this thing. Mm. That it, we don't know, really. That's kind of out of guess. Uh, I have a feeling that's not going to happen, but it only won't happen if we actually kind of get the conversation going. Get the ball rolling. Because it's already been kind of, that's that's been the deal, Um that's it. And I like to look at grassroots solutions, people on the ground, like, you know, because yeah. um, that's, that's where a lot of the action will come from. It's not going to be, you know, politicians sitting in a room talking to each other. It's going to be people actually doing people out on the ground, you know, um, every step in the right direction is another step in the right direction, you know? Yeah. That's it. And there, there's lots of solutions out there. And unfortunately, there are people in, involved in these environmental conversations who actually don't really have their ears open to other ideas. They're no. very, very attached to their agenda and how they see things. And uh, unfortunately, have neglected to look at the bigger picture, which is what we like to do here. Um, so that's kind of the conversation to expect I suppose guys we will be covering this environmental stuff it's important to our wellness and there are very positive things that we can talk about and look at and there are people out there actively doing great work in this area Mm. and we kind of would like to list ourselves among them but we're only really starting out on our journey Mm. you know as far as can anyway yeah Oh yeah, personal journeys. We we both will be fairly responsible about what we do with waste and what we do with you know influencing as much as we can in our day to day life. That's it, you know. And we're not on here trying to tell people what they should be doing. It's about listening to each other. But uh, I'm 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 telling everyone what to do. <laughs> <laughs> everyone should be growing as much food for themselves as possible. You know, if you have a back garden plant a few fruit bushes you know it's not a terribly hard thing to do like you can also eat nettles oh yeah nettles are delicious I love them yeah I, I keep a patch of them just for soups and things you know so guys look we're, we said we're going to keep this brief but to, the news flash is is that we're going to be covering the, the COP uh, thing and um, but the bigger picture of that is 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 the environmental crisis that's going on right now. I'm glad to see that they've kind of stopped calling it climate change. Yeah, 
Like what? You know, they went from they went from change to impact to crisis. You know. Well, we were. I was kind of saying it's it's, 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 it's like uh, climate impact. Jack O'Sullivan was saying climate uh, chaos is a, that's a great way of putting it. Or cl- climate crisis is another thing. Well, I like call it climate impact because that's what's happening. It's the impact yeah. from human activity. Yeah. Um, I like to call it climate fudge up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To put it in nicer terms. And I'll also just put it out there right now that, you know, guys, there's lots of guys, there's lots and lots of people out there making noise and they love to make lots and lots of noise. And, and that's all it is. It's hot air. The conversation never goes anywhere. Never goes anywhere. Yeah. Have you ever think, heard the... What's that expression, Chris, about there's always trolls under a bridge? Yeah, but there's also empty vessels make the most noise. I've heard that one in one or two spots, but you might get tired mm. with a certain brush for using terminology like that, Chris. Yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, it. You know, is there any thinking involved in shouting out speech? You know, shouting out like um the same catchphrase over and over again. Yeah, like regurgitating. Like it's so funny when I see some of these comments, and it's like, oh yeah, I saw that post the other day. Hmm. <laughs> like, anyway, guys, the point is, the point I'm trying to make is just like, you know, standing around while the ship is sinking, pointing fingers and screaming at each other is probably not the way to go. You know. Hmm. Um, and believe me, there's lots of lobbyists out there, guys, and they're just blowing smoke in our faces, and we're not falling for it, guys. Okay, no. okay. So, and most of us aren't either. You're being, you're being told. Ah, listen, I'm not going to get into it, but people chewing that stuff out. You know, those tactics are gone, guys. Okay, mm-hmm. it's older than the internet. There's some of the oldest tricks in the books. Okay, time to change it up, guys. Change it up. <laughs> okay. Welcome to the conversation. Yeah, let's try and keep the dialogue dialogue open. You know? And on that note, I'm going to try and not not uh, mess up the uh, yeah. the, old, the old bumper to bumper here. Yeah. Chris, do you want to say goodbye before I stick you on mute? Goodbye, everybody. Like, a share, and subscribe. <laughs> Welcome to the Calm Projects podcast, where we love to talk about culture, arts, nature, and wellness. And today I'm your host, Shane McKay, for today's live stream Sunday. And it's just a few wee updates. We had, uh, oh guys, we had some great shows this week. And also a show over there on the Opperman Report that I kind of had to get on today to tell people about because it's really interesting. Anybody interested in Leonard Cohen or music? Um, I think you'd probably find this show very uh, fascinating, but we'll get into that in a second, guys. If you can follow us over on Spreaker.com, let me pull that up for you over here. Spreaker, this is us on Spreaker, guys, okay? And 
like I told you, so that's where all the action is going to be happening these days, guys. Um, I know this is going out on YouTube right now. There will be the odd thing going out on YouTube. But the real action is happening over on Spreaker. Spreaker.com. If you can get over there and follow, join and follow us, you'll get a notification every time a show goes out. So if you're enjoying this stuff, guys, and you feel like giving us a bit of support, that's the best way to do it. Or as well, if you'd like to get in touch with us, you can email us at canprojects.info at gmail.com. So, this Sunday live stream thing, live stream Sunday thing that I do, it's not, it's not officially happening all the time on Sunday, but today I was definitely feeling like jumping on uh, to tell you a little bit about this. Uh, we had some great shows during the week, we're going to talk about that in a second, but back to the Opperman report, guys, okay? Um, we had Ed Opperman, PI, and radio talk show host uh, on here on Cam Projects there a couple of weeks back, and it was a very, very interesting listen um anybody interested in true stories true crime and things like that that's the place to go and check that out guys oppermanreport.com uh he's on spreaker as well you, you'll get his stuff on spreaker lots of free great shows i'm going to tell you a little bit about that now in a minute but if you his his patreon guys is i just signed up today okay because he's well worth supporting and um, I've been helping Ed out a bit over the years as well. And um, he's a guy that is really worth supporting. He does amazing work. Great good works that Ed does. So find him on Patreon. Check it out, guys. The quality of his stuff is unreal. It's amazing. He's, he's, I think his radio show reaches... It's playing at the moment in 150 cities. He's adding stations at the moment. Uh, he's looking for sponsors as well. Anybody out there looking for very good advertising space with lots of reach... Check out Ed, okay? Ed Opperman, guys. And he just did this show, I thought it was amazing, um, about Leonard Cohn. Let me pull this up here. The title of the show is Leonard Cohn, The Mystical Roots of Genius. Guys, this blew me away. I'm a big fan of Leonard Cohn anyway. Um, he's a fascinating guy. But with this story, um, the, this author he had, a book writer he had on, uh, Harry Friedman, and it says here, Harry Friedman uncovers the spiritual traditions that lie behind Leonard Cohen's profound and unmistakable lyrics. Really, really, really fascinating, guys. Check out Opperman Report over there. And uh, we had two fantastic shows go out uh, on our speaker channel this week. Let me pull it up here for you guys. Where am I That's us over there. Spreaker.com, guys. Cam Projects podcast over on Spreaker and we had yesterday we had a returning guest Una Hearn who was a wellness professional a career and life coach uh, she's also a patient of MECFS the same as myself and we had her on last week we're talking about a show the title was acceptance uh, let me pull it up actually because I don't want to mess that up just double check this acceptance self-awareness from a wellness professional. Uh, no, sorry, that's the wrong one. Acceptance and self-awareness. Well, wellness professional, Una Hearn. Can you see that there? Where is it? There you go. That's that show there. That, that was from last week. And we had her back on last night. And we, to continue the conversation where we spoke about depression, reaching out and positive outlets. And that's a really nice listen. I have to say, I listened to that there uh, last week myself. And it really did brighten my day up. And... Um, She's a lovely, lovely lady. She's also a writer. She's got a blog. Um, Pillow Writers 
Um, it's kind of a it's a blog where 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 uh, patients with ME write stuff. It's not all about ME, but it, it, that's some of the stuff uh, that they cover, and brilliant stuff. Very helpful lady. Really, re, re, really loves to help people. So she was an absolutely fabulous guest. So I'd recommend checking that out, guys. That went out last night on Spreaker.com. Depression reaching out on positive outlets. Great listen. And then on Friday we had another fantastic guest on uh, uh, composer, musician and artist George Higgs and the title of that show is Adventure Music for Deaf and Sense Ensemble and George just came out with an album in April called Music for Modern Animals you'll get that on SoundCloud uh, the links guys for all these things I mentioned are on Spreaker in the description Okay, but George Higgs SoundCloud you'll find him Really easy on SoundCloud. Let me pull that up there for a moment. Great stuff uh, from George. He played maybe a second or two. Let's see. The tonality of that stuff he's put together is beautiful and he's done lots of really amazing stuff his his work has played at Carnegie Hall the Kremlin he's uh, had stuff in two exhibitions in the Irish Wax Museum he's written poetry operas he gets funding he does wonderful work with the Waterford Healing Arts Trust and he's a guy a very interesting guy I found him really inspiring and he, he will be back with us soon to get more into that so that's it guys for this week. Next week we have Jack O'Sullivan from ZWAI Zero Waste. Or sorry, ZWAI.ie, Zero Waste Ireland Alliance. Anybody interested in the environment and, and helping to, 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 to solve the climate crisis that's facing us right now, that's a great place to start guys. Okay, Jack O'Sullivan, great guy, highly knowledgeable. He's been at it for a long time. Finally, people are starting to take note and, and pay attention that, you know, guys, we really need to pay attention to the environment a lot more. And again, our environment is part of wellness. And if our environment is in trouble, we're in big trouble. I know it kind of sounds obvious, but people are, it's, it doesn't seem to be totally on the radar yet. It's getting there for sure. But we've got to do more, each of us, all of us in our daily lives. And I really recommend, if that's a subject that you're kind of interested in, go and check out ZW. AI.ie. That's the Zero Waste Alliance Ireland. And Jack will be back. And then we'll also have Cahill Bourne back next week. Um, not talking so much about the astrophotography. If you're interested in that, check out the CAM Project's website. And uh, he's got it. Cahill Bourne has a wonderful astrophotography exhibition up there on the CAM Project's website. He's also got an Instagram called Spaced Out of It on Instagram. You can check that out. I know I'm after throwing out a ton of links today, guys, but there's lots happening, lots of really positive stuff. And um, we've got some great guests coming in. Um, and Cahill will be back next week, as I said, not to talk about astrophotography. Himself and myself and Chris have a bit of a roundtable chat to do with wellness, phones, the environment. We get into the right to repair a little bit and things like that. Um, we've also got some nice stuff lined up for Halloween. Some spooky stories with Chris Need. And that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, we've got some cool stuff lined up for that. So that's it, guys. Without further ado, again, if you if you feel like getting in touch, guys, please do. Okay, we really, 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 seriously need the support right now. Okay, because things are starting to move, and 
they're moving quickly. We need more help. We need support, guys. Okay, so if you can get over there onto Spreaker.com, make an account, follow us, and you'll get notifications then anytime something goes out. Okay, guys, that's really the one. Um, and again, if you want to email us um, with any ideas, questions, comments, um, insights, links, anything like that, please contact us at canprojects.info at gmail.com. That's canprojectsinfo at gmail.com. And I'm just going to play the bumper here now in a moment, guys. And I hope you all have a happy Sunday and a happy week next week. And uh, I've had a nice week myself, bit of a little bit of a random one, but I got out for my first social drink since the pandemic. Wow, isn't that amazing? That was nice. Um, I gotta say, walking around Dublin um, was quite nice with all these uh, seats and stuff outdoors. Um, lovely to see people being a bit more friendly to each other as well. So let's keep that up, guys. Okay, adios, Macarja, Slan, Live, Gafol, and uh, Ganari, Live. Welcome to the Calm Projects Podcast. We'll be going live in just a few moments. Stick with us. And today we have a non-scheduled surprise show, an absolutely fabulous, inspiring guest, an active conservationist, Mustafa, sorry, Jeremiah Mustafa from Uganda. Welcome to the Can Projects Podcast, where we love to talk about culture, arts, nature and wellness. And I'm your host today, Shane McKay, and I'm here with an unscheduled live show uh, with a very special guest who is going to be coming next week. We're taping a show with Jeremiah Mustafa from Uganda next week. And Jeremiah is a conservationist, an activist 
and he's been working tirelessly. He's very dedicated to his cause to sh- not only save the Shia tree, but to raise awareness and to ultimately help the community and not just the local community, but the, the community at large. And that means globally. And uh, Jeremiah has been doing this work now for the last eight years, but he's starting to get some real traction now. And he's already been doing some fabulous work, but the, the, the global stage is now starting to listen to Jeremiah's story. And we're very, very happy to be able to help spread his message. And it's a message of hope, really, and and um, he's a wonderful guy. So today was just the pre-call, uh, the, the the pre-show call, but we it kind of ended up turning into a little mini show. So I'm going to play some of that for you. Um, we get in. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you a little bit about Jeremiah uh, before. Let me just make sure we're all good here, as far as I can tell. Yeah, we're all good. Okay, so. Just briefly to, so you know what to expect. Jeremiah uh, is formerly a biology teacher who's now turned an environmental activist. He's an ordinary man, in his own words, he's an ordinary man with an extraordinary mission to save the Shia nut tree. Uh, you'll find him on Twitter. He's very active on Twitter. Um, or you can go to savetheshiatree.org. That's Shia as in S-H-E-A. Uh, the Shia Save the Shia Tree dot org, and he's got an, an amazing uh, project going there, raising seedlings for the Shia Tree, and the community, his local community now are really behind him, and 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 um, is very inspiring to speak with him. He's a lovely, lovely guy, um, a son of the soil. He's described himself as, and that's what his his uh, community now uh, describe him as. Uh, and he's he's very very dedicated guys you know and I really I really I'm, I'm going to support this guy and I've already donated I don't normally come on here telling people oh donate to this thing or that other thing but I donated to his GoFundMe they have a GoFundMe uh, because he's not he's not taking a salary from his work you know um, but he's managing to survive but th- that money is going to go towards um, uh, seedling shea trees and uh it's a well worth uh cause um because it's 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 be, it, it's in danger of becoming extinct this species of tree and it's a, it's an exclusive speech species to the region he's in in Uganda and uh, it has huge uh cultural and a value for the heritage and so the fact that he's out there doing this it's 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 really important work that he's doing and we really say want to say thank you Jeremiah and um he, I mean like I said he's 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 dedicated he's been away for from his family now for the past 8 years guys while he's working on this okay he's totally committed okay he just gets to talk to his family over the phone you know um he's been arrested a few times and um, it was kind of a misunderstanding um, he had permission to be where he was going, but he was. He, they didn't know who he was, and they 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 thought he was trespassing. But it turned out that actually kind of got him a bit of attention, which ultimately helped. Um, he wasn't he wasn't doing anything wrong. Um, so let's see what else. I just want to see if I. So yeah, there, there, we we got into a bit of a chat. It's a bit of um, when we have Jeremiah on next week, we're going to hear more about his story and um, how he got into this work and what motivates him and 
kind of what inspires him to keep going and how things have been for him and his local people where he is in Uganda and how things have been through the pandemic because and you know we all need we should, I really advocate that we should all be looking at things we don't don't just look at our neighbors next door or in the next county we need to we're, we're all a family on this planet together guys okay and it's becoming thankfully it's finally becoming more and more obvious I think as well maybe with the, with the, with the modern way of living everything has become so interconnected now we were we already were interconnected but now now to the point that you know something that affects effect is affects one region of the planet is having an effect on 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 the rest of the planet, and I really heavily advocate that we we should actively go and and take an interest in what else what's going on in, in the rest of the planet and look out for each other and try and help each other and what we like to do here on can is to go to where people really need help. I first came across Jeremiah on Twitter. He was asking for help. He he, he put a call out for help because his crop has just, uh, his crop is failing. They're not, not the shea tree, his food crop, uh, because they have too much rain and it's down to climate change and climate impact. And they have a very good meter stick in his region to measure that because it's, it's, it's usually very consistent, the weather pattern, and it's no longer consistent. It's all over the place. It's a mess. It's chaotic. And um, if guys, seriously, pay attention to this stuff. It's really important, okay? We've got to make actions immediately in everything that we're doing, okay? Nobody should be hungry, but if we're not careful, we're all going to be hungry. Okay, that's really the bottom line. Okay, so that's that's my that's my little bit. Um, there's another show going out later tonight on wellness, and we've got a special surprise that is from Dara Clear from the Clear Out podcast. You should definitely check out Dara, great guy, really interesting guy, and um, he has a website as well, theclearout.com. You can go and check out his work on there. And then we'll be doing some repeats on Sunday that will go out for a few hours on the site. It'll be, I think it'll be about one, one and a half hours we're going to play for about four hours or maybe a little bit more. I'm not sure. But that, that it'll be going out uh, for our best shows on wellness. And that will now be a monthly feature. Usually in the middle of the month, we're going to play the best of the best. Uh, about an hour and a half, and we'll we'll loop that then for four or five hours because we've got an, we've got audiences. Uh, oh, sorry, one minute, guys. Now, sorry about that. It is live, guys. I I know it's. <laughs> I've been saying that, but uh, yeah, that'll be a new feature. And without any further ado, or the new feature is the repeats on Sunday, and we have audiences on this side of the world and in other parts of the world. So that's why we put it on a loop because um, just so that everybody gets a chance to see it. Because those live repeat uh, best ofs won't actually stay up. Oh, and plus we have a sneak peek on a great show that was really uh, popular with Una Hearn, a uh, 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 wellness professional and uh, her show has already gone if you got uh, gone out as a podcast over there on Spreaker.com uh, but the video is going to go out uh, but it won't be staying up it'll be coming out again so it'll go if you if you are interested in wellness guys uh, look out for that on Sunday we'll be going live from I think about let me think five 
six o'clock. Six o'clock we'll be going out with some stuff on that and we'll be playing from about six to ten or eleven or something like that. Um, so that's that. Just before I um, play this this uh, show now with Jeremiah, I'm going to just pull up his website really quick here and give him a plug. And as I said, he will be back. Um, sorry, I'm a wee bit scattered, guys. Uh, like I said, this wasn't really scheduled, uh, but it's important, so I decided to just go for it. So that's Jeremiah's uh, website, savetheshiatree.org. I really recommend you go and check that out, guys. And if you feel like that there's anything you can do to help, whether it's sending on the link to someone else that might be interested or if it's getting in contact with them I highly highly recommend that you do that his Twitter as well he's really active on there if you're on Twitter that's a good place to go and see what they've been at over there and if you feel like making a monetary contribution they have a um, they have a GoFundMe Save the Shia Nut Tree and um, like I said, I've made a dom- donation to it. That's look if you don't if you can't afford it, don't do it. I I only I only gave um like like a lot of people right now. Things are kind of tight, but you know it's like we're not going hungry yet, guys. So time to get on top of things, okay? Uh, so that's that, and I'm just gonna pull up the show here now, and please bear with me while I do this. Bear with me, guys, now. Saying is, uh, it's only the the, the time. Saying is, uh, it's only the, the the timing. Let 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 it be from eighteen hours uh, Nairobi time, because that's when I will be free. Yes, eighteen hours Nairobi time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, guys, the show's coming now. We're going to get into it now with Jeremiah Mustafa. Uh, after here, I'm just going to, if you if you share your, your WhatsApp number with me, I'm just going to sh- send you some pictures of yesterday. You know, I had a, a very big uh, community engagement with uh, my colleagues there. We had uh, the, the interactions. The, 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 the number was quite good. We had two sessions. First one with the uh, community in another place, and then we came to farmers who, who were, you know, growing tobacco and uh, they were cutting the trees and uh, honestly, I've penetrated, I'm trying to touch them and uh, they need to, you know, and they were all receptive and, and it was good. And, and uh, I was really filled up yesterday. I was very happy. And uh, this is the direction because they've all accepted to now begin a restoration process. Uh, that means uh, the biggest challenge is now on me to raise the 8 million seedlings and I'm going to take to them. And uh, uh, the biggest educational institution here is the Mono University of Science and Technology in my home area has also uh, taken it upon themselves to do it together with me because they have a vast chunk of land where they want also to grow the species. I am not now afraid because uh, the the species is not going to go. The trees are going down, but the species will remain because what we need now is to to do the restoration. We have lost enough of it, so we need to restore it by now beginning to charge people to to grow, to plant, and they grow it because so many people are being planting and uh, they don't follow it up. And that is what I usually tell people. I'm not after tree planting, I'm after tree growing. You grow it up to maturity, where it begins to fruit, and then that is when we, we're going to see it, yeah? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, no, it's interesting actually because I was thinking about that, like that the conservation is one point, but it's like we are at that point now where it's now we need to restore now, like the concert. It's, yeah, it's so past con- conservation, like that's like, you know, we need to re. re- you know, like there's there's similar things that like in Ireland here with with, with with like there's, I mean, obviously we don't have a lot of the same, there's a lot of challenges that we don't have here, but the, 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 we do have the same issue of. Basically, neglect the neglect of, of of looking after our environment, and mm-hmm. we do have things where, is, like the is. native, um, the 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 native the native uh, environmental biology has been replaced by products like 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 non-indigenous trees, you know, for pine, yes. and you know, so it it it, it it's it, it's a general conversation that affects the whole planet, really, you know, and and for me, it goes to the heart. It, it brings up a lot of issues, and kind of. I, you know, I'm 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 not I'm not I'm not like anti-profit, but I I, I don't like to be anti-anything. But I don't agree with exploitation no, I, I, of any your, form. Your sentiments, your sentiments are actually my sentiments. Your feelings are my sen- feelings because look, the, the fact of the matter is they they call them products and services. Like uh, other this tree, if we had to use it sustainable, we'll be getting juice from it and yeah. other than you know cutting it down. Yeah. And the next time you're not coming to that is the essence of sustainability. Yeah. So for them, they're after the quick gains, uh, not yeah, looking yeah. at, you know, the long term. And, uh, you know, there are so many functions, the ecological benefit and, uh, you know, the economic benefit of it. So we need to strike a balance between this. And right as you have said, I am I have been really, really fighting that war, replacing indigenous species with these exotic ones, which yeah. take long time to adopt to the geographical conditions. And here yeah. we are losing yeah we are losing yeah. a lot yeah yeah like uh people go and uh, the other day i was in a government protected uh, forest uh th- these guys were cutting down the small trees to plant tick trees and tick trees are not uh, indigenous they're exotic so why should we cut the indigenous species and plant these ones and they say you are you are frustrating what's that afforestation so these are issues we 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 really need to to look into yeah, and yeah. it's it's great that the, it's great though that the conversation is picking up momentum now, and like like you say, like with sustainability, it's like we could be doing so much better with a better approach. Like, and a lot yes, of the answers are. are right in front of us as well. Like, and you know, there's just there's just you know what I mean. Nobody should be hungry. Everyone should have clean water. Like, it's I don't see why that is so, like it. That's not a mystery. Like, do you know what I mean? It 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 it, it seems kind of straightforward. So on the one hand, we're faced with this crisis that's going on, and I, I'm not I'm I'm not I'm, I'm not happy that it's it, it's it's had to come to a crisis point. But there isn't at least an opportunity now that okay, well, let's get moving on this and just start, like I mean, I often kind of what I've been saying a lot is. You know, especially as far as, you know, activism or protesting or things like that, that right now we really need to come to the conversation and with an open mind and be willing to listen to each other and kind of acknowledge, look, we don't all agree and we don't all have to agree, but the ship is basically going down right now. And if we're just, we can't just stand around and complain and give out. We've got to actually do things like constructive, positive things and take positive action, practical things, you know, and just, just, just complaining is gone. It Practical things, yeah. 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 Actually, yesterday, you know, I have a, a WhatsApp platform for, for, for this, and uh, and it was like these guys were saying, yes, uh, for us, uh, so many, everyone should emulate uh, the, 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 the examples of Mustafa that they were referring to me because uh, 
I just don't talk the talk. I, yeah. I walk what I talk. Yeah. So uh, uh, we have a few of our representatives at the COP, but surprisingly, some of them have not been even been known. So yeah. why, instead of having been, I mean, being here, doing these other things, now they are there, they have wasted a lot of time and resources, but nobody listens to them. I think uh, right now I'm with you, and uh, the whole world is going to listen to what is this. Yeah. And for your information, as I said earlier on, I have had a lot of uh, uh, media coverage. That means the global community really now knows somebody is like this is doing this, and he needs to be uh, helped in this way. Especially for today, my Twitter handles. I mean, my Twitter account has been so busy. Remember, I have two accounts, my personal account mm. and uh, Save the Share account. Mm. There are two. So they are really very, very active. And mm. uh, in, in, in Facebook, we, we, we are almost closing the target because we already have over 4,000 followers for Facebook. And... Uh, yeah. We're going to hit and that. So when, and when, did, like, when did you start to see that to spike then, say, like in the last eight years? Is that just recently this has happened around the cop thing? Or could you say like six months ago you started to see it to pick well, up? Well, I or... used to have the two accounts there, but they were not really as active as during the so, cop thing. Especially now when I when I was uh, putting police cells and doing all this. And then that, exactly as you said, my incarceration was like a publicity. Yeah. And now together with the cop when I missed it, because so many people got concerned. They, they, they wanted to see me there. For your information, I am, uh, the, the UNEP calls me uh, their share not ambassador, recognized UNEP share not ambassador. That's like uh, UN calls a goodwill ambassador, but mine is not a goodwill. Mine is the real one, because mm -hmm. I walked into the offices of the UNEP, and they, they say, this is our ambassador, for these three species. So that means uh, the whole world had wanted to see me at a uh, COP and... Uh well, do you know, it's funny, well, Jeremiah, like today, or, or I think it was either today or yesterday it was announced. Love, can you give, just give us a minute? It was, uh, that the, the, the largest delegation of lo lobbyists was from uh -huh. petrol and, and, and fossil fuel. So exactly, how, yes, how yes. as a platform... If they are, if 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 it's if if what's really important is how much money you have, so you can send more people. That's not really a. It's not really a level platform. I don't think you know. It's so not. no, it's of course not. it's not. I'm being free, and I'm being. I'm being pretty. I'm being. I'm putting that in actually, fairly. If if COP belongs to the United Nations, then they, they are failing. If COP is an initiative of the United Nations, then I must openly say, without any fear or favor, that. The UN is itself failing because, look, my father is a war, Second World War veteran, a hero up to Burma. And when they came home is when uh, UN was formed and uh, what has UN done to it? You see, these are some of the things. People should not fear talking it. Yeah, we absolutely. Need to That's it. What should... is the UN? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. What is the UN? Uh, for us here in school, we used to define the UN as... Uh, Unfit nations. It's not United Nations. Unfit <laughs> nations. Because what is it? That's my neighborhood. Not, not. I don't call it a neighborhood. That's where my childhood was. You know, we ran into exile into the Democratic Republic of the Congo. By then, it was called Zaire. Today, it is just tears. People, the so-called UN is eating Congo. Yeah. You know, in the whole world, there is a mineral called coltan, where our 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 phones are made from. It's not found anywhere in the world except in the Congo. Coltan, 
and the UN is there. Recently, we captured the people with blue caps and claiming to be peacekeepers, and they are not keeping peace on the ground. They are stealing our 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 minerals here. Yeah. You see, they are stealing our minerals. So, so this is not good. The UN is unfit nations. It's not United Nations. What are we uniting for? Yeah. I, I wish my father was still there. I was going to get permission from him to 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 get into the army and. Uh, but uh, it's it's funny. It's very funny. So yeah. it's great. It's great. I, is, I I admire that attitude, Jeremy, because it is important. Cop that, like, is is a total failure. Yeah. For me, it's, well, it's a number total tw- failure. It's I'm number twenty six. Number yes. number twenty six. Like you yeah. know, it's a twenty six. It's the twenty sixth one. And and what's what's happened? All, all like, the way from one happened. up to twenty six. Yeah. That's a, a, it's crazy. A total failure. And it, like you know, um, you know, uh, it, like. It was in the news here. It was like it's not wheelchair accessible, even. So it's not an uh-huh. ex- it's not an accessible pa- platform. You know what I mean? It's not. So I don't know. It, it, to me, it's a, it's an interest. It's a it's a really interesting uh, kind of. Are you there? You're frozen. You there, Jeremiah? And that's it, guys. That's the that was just the pre-show that uh, I did with Jeremiah earlier on, and uh, we lost connection there. But that'll give you an idea. We got touched on some really interesting stuff there. And you're hearing this is from somebody like boots on the ground, like having to deal with this. Um, and you know, we need to listen. Okay, we need to listen and we need to help. So with that said, guys, I will I will mosey on, and uh, I will see us back later on later on tonight. And I'm going to roll the old bumper here, and I hope you've enjoyed that. And keep an eye out for this. Jeremiah will be will be back with me next week to tape a show, and I'm not sure when it'll go. We probably won't sit on that one too long. I'm going to get this out. Uh, like I said, this was only taped earlier on, um, and we didn't plan it either, but I thought this was worth sharing. So I'm going to roll the old bumper here, I think. Yeah. And wish everybody the best, and thanks for tuning in. Bye-bye. Welcome back to not the Khan channel. It's the Khan Projects podcast. Whoopsie! <laughs> Sorry, we're still getting oh, well. used. We're still getting used to this studio here at the moment. Yeah, you see, the problem is we get it really good, and then we go. Do you know what would be better? And then fiddle around with it <laughs> and make it better. We make it better, yeah. But sometimes we make it, you know, make little oopsies when we change the system that bit. Yeah, it's okay. Oopsies are oopsies are okay in my book. Oh yeah. So today, Chris, we're going to talk, we're going to do, again, not a deep dive, we're going to do, this is going to be a brief show where we're going to talk a little bit about sustainability and the environment, because we've got a guest coming in soon, 
um, who's going to talk about waste and zero waste and the circular economy. And this is an area that we're going to you give it a lot of yeah. uh, coverage on um, and that and including environmental issues. We just did a little talk there about wellness and we do see the environment and wellness as heavily, heavily kind of, connected. Uh, kind of the same thing, really. Yeah, they're heavily, yeah, they're heavily connected. So um, that's why we're going to cover this. And in during our research, we found some really interesting stuff um, that are kind of, uh, would be, you could do a whole other thing on, on, on covering oh, some yeah. stuff. Oh, um, yeah. So you know? I saw some really interesting stuff in the news that caught my eye, okay? And they sent me off. A solar-powered car that produces more energy than it uses. Than it uses, yeah. That was from the same team that made the solar-powered uh, camper van as well, wasn't it? Yeah. They're, uh, was, they just, they're Dutch, I think. Was that right? Yeah. 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 That was in your own news this week. Hmm. Which aren't terribly well-known for their sunshine. So for like a solar-powered vehicle to work over there, it must be a very good solar-powered vehicle. Yeah. You know? it's, yeah, it's cool. It's really because um, the camper van well, got 172 miles to a day's charge. It was pretty. It was pretty impressive. Like, hmm. well, actually, I've got a, I've, actually, I've got a picture over here. I'll tell you. We'll. we'll uh, that's our lovely oh. website, by the way. If you'd like to um, check us out, you yeah, can find. There's us. lots more on the website. Um, we, we have a great astrophotography exhibition at the moment, and we've an up and coming B now exhibition. Yeah, oh, that's gonna... on the water impeller turbines, isn't it? Oh, sorry. Yeah, we're going to go to that next. Sorry. This is the... um, That's the car that's there. Their... Yeah, that's their car. Yeah, it looks streamlined anyway. You know, very little wind resistance on that. Yeah. I wonder, but, uh, yeah. I wonder will we be seeing many more of them? It looks like we will. Hopefully. Because, yeah, like, I mean, the current system to get back onto topic is not sustainable. We know that. No. It's not sustainable. No. No, okay. there is now, other alternatives out there which might exactly. be useful as well. Well, that's it. And I don't, um, and just because I'm saying it's not sustainable doesn't mean I think we need to scrap the whole thing either. Okay. That's not what I'm saying. No. What I'm saying is, is that there's lots of other options out there and we seriously need to look at them. Oh, yeah. I mean, like in terms of like diesel vehicles, right? They can be converted over to LPG or biomethane. Um, because like an electric vehicle for like transport, like for trucks and things, isn't terribly practical because there's a diminishing returns on the battery size. Because the heavier the vehicle, the more power it needs. The bigger the battery, the more weight there is, the less range there is. Yeah, that's so other things like you know biodiesel and LPG, and that'd be good for kind of the interim or. Even um, the hydrogen vehicles is really exciting to me. Mm. Yeah, yeah, sure. I didn't meet the, the Dublin bus here in Ireland. Just got its first uh, hydro bus en route. There. Yeah. yeah. Um, and there was one down the country as well, has a route as well. Um, I think it was in Turles or something like that. So to explain, Chris, to anybody who might may not have heard of um, hydro uh, electricity, how does that work? Well, basically... Right. When you combine things together or separate them, energy is released. Um, in the body, like adrenaline triphosphate breaks into adrenaline diphosphate, and that sets off energy. What the hydrogen car does is it takes hydrogen and bonds it with oxygen, 
producing water and he uses that to produce the energy. Yeah. So, so the only emission that this vehicle would have is water. <laughs> so it's what you yeah. can call a clean resor- energy resource effectively. Yes. Um, now, making hydrogen isn't 100% clean yet, but there's some exciting mm. technology on the horizon for making cleaner hydrogen. Yeah, and that's only the stuff we're hearing about. There's lots of stuff we haven't no. heard about yet as well, I'm sure. Um, they're, using, they're using a solar panel to make the cleaner hydrogen yeah. as part of its process. So they're producing electricity and hydrogen. <laughs> and then to kind yeah. of to kind of turn that on its head a little bit, we were we were looking up. Well, what are the what are the wasteful industries? And top of the list, guess what? Surprise, surprise is the batteries that we're using. Is is mm. they're incredibly bad for the environment because they use toxic chemicals that yeah. end up in landfill. Basically, is it yeah. most and of it ends up in no, landfill? Chris, is that I'm not off on that? Am I not as bad as it used to be? Yeah, because there's a lot of battery recycling initiatives. And some of them are really good. Like the Laura Lynn Foundation, you can donate your batteries to them and they get the money that's produced from recycling the battery. They also do a phone recycling program as well because phones are pretty like bad for carbon footprints. That's why you should probably keep your phone as long as possible. Like, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Well, funny enough, you you mentioned that because the batteries now are usually the first thing to go in, um, in the phones. The, the new batteries, what are they? The lithium ion, is that what we're lithium using? Lithium ion, yeah. 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 Um, there is some research into a sodium battery, so that's using salt. Wow. And that shows some promising results because it retains, what they have so far retains the energy for longer. And there's le- a lot less. Yeah, and there's a lot less degradation of the battery from recharging. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. And uh, what, was there something I was going to mention there? What was it? Um... Oh, it'll come back to me. I'm not sure. Um, so yeah, that was there was there was the fuel. Fuel was top of the list as a wasteful industry, and yeah. agriculture came into that. We'll talk about that in a minute. And then the other one was the fashion industry. So a hmm. good way to do good where you kind of go, oh, the fashion industry. Why? Why would that be? Well, it's because they want to put out as much as often as they can. Yeah. With no, with, but also, with, a lot of the processes they use involve a lot of toxic chemicals and a lot of you know, um Yeah, well, it's kind of geared towards the idea that you know you need a new, you need a new this or a different color. This is yeah. the color that's in this season. You know, yeah. this yeah. this kind of thing. And um, like you've, I, if anything, you notice they're not really saying that anymore. No, that seems to have kind of gone. I, I've been noticing that a lot of places are advertising like we only use organic cotton now. Yeah. You know. There is a bit of a shift there. Yeah. But there's very little being mentioned about the dyes they're using. Right. Um, like there's an area in some country, it could be Afghanistan, I'm not 100% sure off the top of my head, where like they have to ship in drinking water because making denim has actually made all the water and the aquifer in the area toxic. <laughs> So they don't actually have water to drink because well, listen, of the. We're in a we're, we're listen like we we this is kind of what the age we're in. We're in the age of information and 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 the technological mm. revolution. But we're kind of po- we're like it's kind of like the I don't know what would you call it this, but it's like the post initial industrial stage, or maybe yeah. it's like the post pre um eco revolution for industry. Mm. You know, we've kind hey, of look. If any futurist is right, I hope it's Roddenberry, you know. <laughs> Good old Gene Roddenberry. Yeah. 
Um, so back to agriculture, Chris, you had some interesting ideas on that and we, we looked into it there and there are, there are companies in Ireland already working hmm. on this stuff where they extract uh, biogas. Yeah. And um, like, it's basically what they're doing is they're fermenting waste food. Well, not waste food. These things are all resources that just aren't being tapped properly at the moment. But like when you cut your grass, that grass, when it rots, gives off methane. And methane is similar to butane, which is your normal household gas. So there's a few companies in the, in the country have started up taking in food waste and garden waste and agricultural waste, like um, animal slurries and... Yeah, and Chris, you know, that kind of ties back to something that our guest that will be coming in from Zero Waste, Jack O'Sullivan, likes to talk about, yeah. which is the circular economy. Oh, yeah, that everything can be go back to the beginning of the circle. Like, I'm saying waste here, but waste really should be, like, at the very end, after everything useful has been done with, there should be a minuscule amount of waste left. Yeah. <clears throat> It's yeah. not waste until you until it's not useful anymore, um, and and like it. people are still people are finding use for waste. So probably as we go mm. on, hopefully there'll be less and less waste as we go on. There's another interesting thing on on a skew, Chris. Was um, we were looking into how um, basically you could call you could call it wasteful or dirty or bad for the environment. Bitcoin mining is. Oh what yeah, about that as a topic. I mean, that's 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 causing some crazy issues in the world. Like, yeah, I mean, if you thought that the, if you thought Butter Mountain was bad, wait until you check out Bitcoin Mountain. Okay, where yeah, it's just yeah, piles and piles and piles of old, burnt out CPUs and graphics cards. You know, and if to me, it's like another gold rush. Really, like is is what's yeah. going on there. Yeah, and um, I mean, it's, it's but, also there's a lot of things being bought up with Bitcoin to be stockpiled to make Bitcoin more valuable yeah and it's kind of it's kind of like everyone's going oh bitcoin bitcoin but eventually the bubble is going to burst and bitcoin's going to be worth nothing well it kind of did we had tesla come in there and buy out a massive share and then they kind of it's like oh um we're not really going to do it is that what what happened on that i'll have to i'll have to research that again but anybody who kind of follows elon musk or tesla or stuff like that would know um they invested Um, heavily in bitcoin there recently and they kind of they kind of they kind of like decided actually we're not going to go with that yeah they they basically just took it out of the pool they went, yeah no this, this yeah. bitcoin's disappearing they kind of said a um, lie to it basically yeah so, and it's gone yeah. and there was um i think it was jeff bezos made up his own one as well didn't he he, he decided oh, to make a lot like, of them there's a lot of them out there yeah there's a lot of them now but i think he was one of the first ones that kind of went i'm going to make my own yeah and uh like his became popular because it was backed by Jeff Bezos. It was on the it was on the Bezos standard, you know. <laughs> yeah. So back to solutions, okay? Because uh, we're going to wrap it up now in a moment. But another yeah. thing that came up that we were talking about this years back, Chris, is uh, turbines inside pipes. Okay, I'm going to show yeah. it now in a second. But to explain the concept, okay, we could have these things. Well, it was probably not going to happen in Ireland anytime soon because we can't even get the no. leakage that's coming out of the pipes right. Okay, but I'm only guessing, but I'd imagine that like if we put enough of an investment in to redo the pipes and cut back on waste and make it so that it's actually generating energy, which is what these turbines do. If you've got water traveling through a pipe, pipe. turning a a turbine that's connected to basically a DC motor or or whatever it is they're doing, it will generate electricity. So Uh, every time we turn on our tap, 
that is energy. It's like the flow of water. There's energy there. There's a flow of water and energy happening. And it's and not, it, 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 you know, it's, it's energy that's just untapped. It's an untapped yeah, it's resource. Unused. Like, even if it's only presiding like 1% of the national grid, it's 1% less, you know, fossil fuels. It's 1% burned. in the right direction, in the right direction, not yeah, the wrong it. direction. You know, yeah. 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 You have to, you don't look at it as like, you know, Small steps, like the yeah, journey absolutely. of a thousand miles begins with a single step. Absolutely. You know? So and, there's um, a few of them. That, oh, sorry. Yeah. I was going to say, there's a nightclub in England where all the power in the nightclub is generated by people dancing. Yeah. In the floor. What is it? They've got piezo crystals in the yeah, floor. Yeah. Uh, tourmaline, tourmaline piezo pads on the floor and... Which like basically, for impact, anybody that doesn't know, that might sound really kind of technical, I suppose it is, but... Um, it, it just basically means that you've got like kind of a, a material that anytime that there's pressure on it, it generates an electrical charge. So if you, yeah, you've got okay. a dance club and people are dancing and walking and, and standing on the floor, them pressing down on that generates an electrical charge. And it's what was it you said, Chris? It powers the lights of the club. Is that right? It powers the lights and the PA system and the, the everything. Like the, 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 the nightclub stores a little bit of energy at the end of the night to get started the next night mm. but like pretty much everything that's powered in it like the the free the fridges for the drinks and the monitors and everything is powered by dancing and untapped resources is another topic that we plan on to 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 um mm. to cover heavily because that's not just um again that comes kind of for me kind of comes under waste a little bit that mm. you know it's a, it, 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 it's something that we could be doing that's sustainable and that can be and, that can be anything from the infrastructure that we use as far as yeah. our pipes to people. Yeah. People are the biggest untapped resource. I mean, for a long time, everybody who was making decisions was pretty much the same as everybody else making decisions. People of privilege, yeah. I think, Chris, is yeah. the word you're reaching for there. That's it. And, um, like, I know from personal experience that some people of privilege have never had to come up with a solution. They just talk. I, I, I hate to sound like I'm against people of any sorts, but mm-hmm. um, like if you've never swept the floor, you don't know how a sweeping brush works. And that's actually something from my life. I had to teach like someone who was pretty much an adult how to use a sweeping brush. Yeah. Because they'd never touched one. Well, look, we're going a little bit off topic, but I will raise also raise the, the point that like it was in the news um recently um with the uh over in England there the, um that when the results came out and this is something that did, that you know we've kind of known anyway for a long time but it turns out that the that the schools that um basically are made up of a demographic that would be minority or closer to the poverty yeah. line get much better school results because they've learned oh. how to work for it they have to work harder for for yeah. what they have, they have to work twice as hard. That's it, you know. And um, like if if you know you're going to inherit something at the end of the day, like the closer you get to the poverty line, the less you're going to inherit. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and I mean, like that's a generalization. We're not saying that like every person out there that inherited something or that comes from a yeah. background of privilege are wasters or anything like that. That's not what we're saying. We're just no, this is no. just this was something that was in the news. Yeah. That, um, yeah. And Adversity makes increases. you more of a yeah. Adversity makes you a freer thinker in terms of solutions. 
like if you had to use a use a bit of an old belt to make a fan belt in a car because you couldn't afford to buy a fan belt, you know that you can make a fan belt from something. Chris, I know you've done that many times, haven't you? I actually have. I use balloons. Yeah. <laughs> You're a balloon model I, I, too, aren't you? Yeah, I am. I did, I did it with balloons. I made a fan belt out of braiding balloons together. Back to, to this me. thing. Oh yeah, the impellers, yeah. Like it's fantastic technology. And you can buy ones for your home. Like they're actually available as a product. Yeah, you know? I was like I was kind of like I was like I was really shocked. I Googled it and oh. I was like, Oh, I can buy one of these on Amazon yeah. and, and fit it to my tap. Oh. Now I probably won't because I've tried to do stuff like that before and realized um I'm not a plumber. <laughs> so it's probably <laughs> a bit more complicated than just ordering it off off whoever. Um, yeah. but again this is a technology and like it's just unfortunate that we've had to wait until now to, to start looking oh, yeah. at this stuff you know well, that like when I mean, it's, it's, there's a crisis going on in the environment right now do you, re- do you remember Beyond 2000 the programme on TV oh, where they were showing off new technologies it was, it was in about 1995 to 97 I think mm. right the hydrogen car was on that like that's how long it's taken for the hydrogen engine to actually reach Ireland is from like 1995. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, back then they were going on about like in the year 2000, we should have these. And you, you know, know, like without kind of getting into like pointing fingers or anything like that, we like to just stick to facts here always. Mm-hmm. And you know, oh, yeah, we don't yeah. always get it right. If anybody ever feels like they want to add something to the conversation, everybody is very, very welcome to yeah. come here and add to the conversation. But, yeah. um, the reality is, is that there's been kind of a bit of a monopoly going on in the energy business for a long time. And I'm not going to mention any specific companies, but there are ones yeah. out there that are known for putting on competitions of like, oh, um, you know, I mean, like, didn't we have the water car back in the 80s and that technology just kind of disappeared? Yeah, yeah. Um, there was also a man who found out how to turn pig effluent into fuel for his car. Yeah. Um, he was he was in Wicklow, but he was forbidden from ever doing it again. I won't know why. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. that's a topic for we'll probably get in. We probably will get into yeah. that a little bit. We like to kind of we don't like to just come on here uh, and present problems without solutions. But all no. of this stuff is really important stuff to cover, so we don't shy away from that kind of stuff. Are, right. Unless we're doing that right now, are we? I don't think we are. Mm. We said we'll we're, come we're back to it. We're shying away from pointing fingers. Oh, that's right. right. We're not. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Right. we're shied away from pointing fingers, but that's a liable thing, you know. Uh, well, and it's a pl- and it's a, and it's. Do you know what I mean? I think mm-hmm. we do say here, Chris, is like we concentrate on what we can do. I don't. I don't. I don't. Kind of like I'm not the kind of person that I, I'm gonna. I don't want to put my energy into something that is, you know, yeah. just gonna be a drain. Yeah, I'd like to put my energy into things that is gonna be useful. And possible. Useful. Yeah. That's it. Hey, sure. Um, I think that's as much as we can go on to. Yeah, for the, now, anyway. Yeah. And like we said, we'll be coming back to the topic of zero waste. We did promise you last week that we'd be getting to that soon, and we will be. Um, we've got some great uh, information and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, and, you know, I encourage you to go and take a look yourself as well, because there's plenty of info out there. Oh, there's so many resources to look at. Yeah. So many. So that's just for now. We're still getting used to this studio, guys, okay? Thanks so much, everybody. Remember, get in touch. Like, share, and subscribe. <laughs> <laughs>
Hello, 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 and you're all very welcome to the Projects Podcast Live Stream News. How are you doing, Chris? I'm grand, I'm grand. Good. Just 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 looking for a charger, you know? Yeah, <laughs> me too, actually, as it as 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 it happens. Um mm. so there's something really interesting in the news today that uh <laughs> finally because mm. uh it's been going that, on for like what 21 now so 20 like ah, since 2009 brain maths um and it has to do with the right to repair which you might not not, uh, know we're going to talk about because that's in the title um but specifically what's in the news at the moment um is apple um are got a little slap on the wrist there just a just a little one uh that they're, they're they're not happy about um but I don't see why they would be happy about it. Um, Cause don't it, have it, cuts, it cuts into their monopoly, you know? Yeah, well, that's what some people might say, isn't it, Chris? Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, it's to do with their, is it the lightning bolt cable? The lightning charger, yeah. Because um, yeah. we're moving towards a society now where the one charger will do all your devices. A yeah. common charger. A common charger, yeah. And like this was something that was supposed to come in a long time ago. Yeah, the initial things were signed in 2009 by Apple and uh, Huawei and Samsung. And but wasn't it, were... it, 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 it? It's worth pointing out that they just they just signed signed a thing acknowledging it. Basically, yeah. they didn't they didn't necessarily say they were in a rush to do anything about it. They just acknowledged yeah. that it's a bit of an issue. But, but I um, think, Chris, we should kind of be fair to them and say that their 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 response to that was that if it, if they were to change over to this other thing, it would create mm. even more waste. But to me, that doesn't make sense. I don't really see how, how that computes because the figure that's out right now um, and RTE and Sky News and everyone has reported on it that um, this could potentially save the consumer million or a quarter of a billion in one year is going down the sink because the the, the stuff because of the sink cables (laughs) yeah Yeah. Uh, but for me now this is a bit of good news isn't it Chris oh yeah well for one I mean like having one cable do everything means you don't have multiple cables plugged in all over the place you know yeah and people leave the chargers plugged in and there's constantly a little bit of power flow going to them yeah. because they're plugged in. Yeah, exactly. So it will save on energy waste. It should save on, like, the amount of cables going into, like, you know, like, it should save in quite a few different areas, you know? Yeah. Um, But also it'll be a lot easier to find a charger. 
<laughs> that too, yeah. yeah. But what and a figure! That's a staggering yeah. figure. Like, what could sure. what could we be doing with that money? Like, ah, oh, well, all kinds if you gave of me quarter of a billion. I I could do a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but um, do you know what though? Right, a lot of the companies have actually followed suit. Like, because I mean, back in two thousand and nine, again, there was over there was around thirty different chargers. You know, you had like six or seven different sizes of pin charger, and you had like really long wide ones for Samsung and you know yeah and the right to repair is a a topic yeah. that we're very uh, interested and oh. passionate about and and so to, when we saw this in the news I was like okay we're going to cover it we don't always come on on Sunday and do a live stream Wednesday is usually when we do a live stream but we might yeah. pop in from time to time if we think there's something kind of interesting if something if something comes up and we 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 have the time and the space that's it and you know for me personally now it's something I'm delighted to see because back when I was in college um, you know, I learned how to repair things and how to f- how to fix cables and how to solder things. Um, but now they don't really teach that anymore. They teach you how no. to code a mobile app, for example. Oh, sure. And the cables, sorry, Chris, the cables that are now out there on the market are, if you try and repair them, they will not be efficient anymore. You're going to waste energy using a cable mm. because you're going to end up with a big chunky thing on, on it that... and. You know, um, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. I know we got to move forward in progress, but I just the right to repair it should be a fundamental right, actually. In my oh opinion. yeah, um, like, I mean, I went looking for a belt for um a washing machine there a while ago, yeah, and I had to go to five or six different kind of parts places to get the belt for the washing machine I had. At the end because... of the day, isn't it a bit of a monopoly a lot of the time these things? No, oh, yeah. Which like... Like, isn't that kind of technically kind of illegal in some in it in some sense technically yeah to the cartels are illegal un, like. yeah on un, on un, unfair um uncompetitive business practices it falls under yeah yeah that's it and like back to apple again you know um they would not necessarily say that they're involved in that but as far as i can see a lot of the stuff they do they've really tried to corner the market a lot well, and they've, they've as part of the right to repair thing, they've been forced to allow you to get your phone repaired. Because previously, if you got an Apple device repaired, they'd have nothing to do with it any further. Mm-hmm. It was no longer considered to be an Apple device. Yeah. So anyone out there with an Apple who's not who who hasn't heard about this, probably a good time to go and, and check it out. Or anyone else who's not on yeah. Apple, you you'll probably be might be interested in that too. And we were looking during our research there, Chris, before we came on, you came across something very interesting that actually it was two Irish lads who looked like they started this movement. Mm. Is that right? Or they were they were right at the front of it. They might yeah, not yeah. be in the first ones, but they were they no. were doing it early on. Yeah. And uh another we're not sure about this, but they they also have the surname O'Sullivan, and we're gonna. We don't know if it's the same O'Sullivan as Jack that we have coming in from Zero Waste, mm. um. But we are gonna try and get in touch with those guys and see if they'd be interested in talking about any of this stuff because oh yeah, it's a huge uh, topic. It's and it's great to well, finally see some some traction on it. Like when I was a kid, we were constantly repairing stuff in our house. You know, constantly changing belts on washing machines, or and uh, we hardly ever threw anything away. Like nowadays, if like the slightest fault happens in some piece of technology, it's it's pretty much ready for the bin. Like, mm. well, I mean, because... as well, you know, like I don't mind mentioning company names if it's true, and uh, well, I won't. So I thought maybe I shouldn't without, mm. without actual stuff in front of me that I can reference. I won't mention mm. specific companies, but the electronics game 
um, in the last 20, 30 years, I, um, the products, consumer products that have been put out there are manufactured from the ground up to, to essentially have built-in redundancy. It, they can, a lot of them cannot be repaired. Yeah. The only way to repair it is to break the thing, in fact. Yeah. Like, I had, I, I had, I had a hi-fi there a good few years ago, and, um, like, basically, it was just one wire had burnt off, like, you know, the solder had melted for some reason. Mm. But by the time I got to that wire, I'd broken through so many other parts that it would have been, like, pointless to try and replace it, like... Now, I'm not saying maybe, you know, there's an argument that like, well, they just built it that way because that makes the most amount of sense for production and all that kind of thing. But I don't know. Does it really make all that much sense to to not be able to fix things? I mean, it makes sense if if your prime objective is to Hmm. make lots of money. But there's some other interesting things as well. They have to make parts available for a minimum of 10 years now. Yeah, that's So when you buy something, it's it's... It, has, it can't become obsolete for at least 10 years. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. Great. But also, um, as a, um, they also have to put an estimate for how long it should last, like, without being the warranty. Like, Oh, listen, the first mini disc player I had, okay, hmm. it literally, like, I was really lucky, but the warranty was, like, 18 months or something like that. 17 and a half months into having the thing. Yeah. It broke, and I was able to send it to them. But like, they have the thresholds for that thing, like so fine, like yeah, super, super fine. Like so, yeah, that's an, I hadn't heard that, Chris. Ten mm-hmm. years, yeah, ten years, yeah. And this is an EU directive, and mm-hmm. um, Apple are not happy about it. So yeah. uh, we'll come back. Well, this is probably a story we might yeah. come back to as it develops, I suppose. But oh yeah, I think Chris. For now, is there anything else you want to get into there? Um, oh, another thing that they have to do is they have to increase the durability of parts. They're, like, there's a there's a move to remove a lot of the plastic parts as well, like you know the little plastic cogs in, say, sewing machines, to replace them with a metal cog because the plastic cogs just snap into nothing. Like, yeah, and they're not good for the environment either. Like, no, they're not. Um, plastic is something we're going to come back to. I I found it interesting there. We were doing a bit of research on plastic, mm. and it's 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 one of the it's one thing that we produce that basically kind of goes against nature. Nature, because mm. anything else in nature can all break down. Yeah, it all breaks down, um, and is and is biodegradable. Plastic is one thing, and we're we're the only species on this planet that is doing that, mm. producing something that cannot be broken down there's new technologies coming on the market that um we'll, we'll come back to this but there, there is new kind of stuff new plastics and um, but i mean weren't like we the, t- weren't we told like 30 years ago that the plastics we're using now we're, we're safe to, yeah. to use so we'll see how that one plays out anything else chris no no that's about it for now i mean this is going to be a, a short a short and sweet uh release you know <laughs> Yeah, and let's hope that we get a short and sweet release from uh, the non-right to repair, okay? And um, no, yeah, I heavily advocate that. This yeah. is an area that we kind of really uh, highlight. So that's it, guys. Happy Sunday. Happy live stream Sunday. And uh, we've got lots of really um, exciting stuff coming up. Um, you're going to like it. Uh, so, guess what I didn't do, Chris? Did you, did you... What didn't you do? <laughs> yeah. I forgot about our outro, but sure. I forgot to do that.
Uh, sure. we'll, we'll, we'll fake it. Look, we'll do wave and wave and, and we'll make milk music. The ground. Do do boop 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 boop. That's Power Rangers. <laughs> hey guys, thanks so much. Keep well. Nice. Much love. Back. Hey, we're back in the room. Chris, you know we're yes. not supposed to talk during the outro. <laughs> oh, I forgot. Sorry. That's okay. Much love. They're all implemented. You can actually become minus carbon. And you're all very welcome to the Can Projects podcast, where we love to talk about culture, arts, nature, and wellness. How are you doing, Chris? Not too bad. To yourself? Pretty good. Uh, so everybody's very welcome to our first, our our, our biggest simulcast ever. Uh, we're going out on the usual spots. We're going out, as far as I can tell. Chris is going to double check for us now. So we're on YouTube at the moment for Defo. Yeah. Um, Spreaker. We're going out on um, Facebook, but they can see behind the curtain on that. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm in stereo, if you will. (laughs) So, guys, yeah, it's our biggest site. We're going out on, like, multiple platforms, and there's been a few bits of news, so we're just dropping in for a little bit of a... A little bit of a hello and a little bit of news and just to let you know, like, one or two minor changes and also to let you know what's coming up. i just got to get my screen sorted out over here. Sorry, guys. Give me one moment. Uh, We can close that one. There we go. That's what I wanted to see. So, uh, yeah, so I suppose we could start at the beginning. We're going to have some jokes in a little while, but uh, the news is is that this simulcast that's going out, we're only going to do about 10 minutes here. We've got to keep an eye on the clock because the video is going to go down after 10 minutes. And then, but we will continue uh, just the audio. Oh, I just hit my mic there. Sorry. Well, we'll continue. Uh, uh, oh, sorry, Chris. There we go. Uh, we'll continue with the show. Um on Spreaker.com as our audio podcast mm-hmm. will be going out live there as well. So I think Chris, are we did we show up in Twitter there as well? Um I can't see us on Twitter and I can't see it playing live on Spreaker. You can't um, see it playing live on Spreaker. Are we playing live on Spreaker? It t- says we are. Says no, we are. Maybe mine uh, just hasn't updated. Like we are on Facebook Live. Right? Yeah. We are on YouTube. Yeah. Oh, I'm. Okay, I've got a link for Twitter right here, right now that I can. Um, I think I can. Uh, to do it over here, though. Yeah, we are on Twitter, guys. If anybody's on Twitter and want to kind of to. Uh... No, I, I, we are, Chris. We're live on Twitter as well. All right, you've got that one there. We got it there. Uh, our lovely audience, if you want to check us out on Twitter, there we are. There, that's us on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I, there we are now I see yeah yeah so, so yeah, that's we, Twitter yeah 
So here we are, guys. We, we did it. We're doing simul, proper simulcasting now. But the flip side of that means that um, if there, there, there's some content now that will be going into the members-only podcast, which we're still in the process of setting up, but there was some stuff we put out that is kind of for a bit of a mature audience that we're going to stick in there. And there'll be other stuff coming up as well that'll probably be going in there. So uh, if you were if you were if you were kind of waiting to listen to some of the Halloween stories, you will not find that anymore on Spreaker, okay? No. At, our, at our usual spot, it will be going into a members section on our website, a members only podcast that'll be going up on the Can and project. It'll still be it'll still be available on YouTube, but you'll have to be logged into your account because it's age restricted. Yeah. So that's the story. Because we're advertising on multiple platforms, we kind of we kind of have to do it that way, guys. And um, we're not just trying to milk it, but we do have to kind of work out how to leverage this kind of stuff. And it wasn't really a, the plan, wasn't yeah. to do. Also, that. we would be concerned about the um, the child protection laws coming in as well. Yeah, well, Chavo, we have in some of yeah. the territories that we're in, like uh, over in the states, it's COPA. Mm-hmm. which is the Child Online Protection Agency. And YouTube has a system in place right now for dealing with that. But like some of the other platforms that were, that were on, say like Spreaker or Spotify, Apple Podcast, Audible, you can mark content as explicit, but it doesn't mean that somebody like could still land on there and that that's not, it's not intended for. So we're just being yeah. responsible with our content and we've decided to, that, well, if there's something explicit that can be just accessed by anybody, it kind of needs to be, there needs to be an extra check there. Yeah. So that's, we're going to add a space on the CAN Projects website for that. And a great place to find out about any previous projects that we've done is actually our blog which is, there's a link in the description to that. Um, we, we keep a log in the blog. We do. <laughs> I'm going to pull it up there for... So there's our there's our blog, and um, there is a link in the description, but that's all previous shows that we've done. Um, that's George there. We'll be telling you a bit more about George. Um, so there's lots there about different and projects Cahill we've done. And Cahill, yeah. There's more call and some other stuff there that you'll probably find in the member section, like I said, later on. So the blog, yeah, is a great place to kind of, if you want to check out anything, keep an eye on what's going on. Uh, then the other thing is our, that's in the description, is our, is our, uh, is our, is our podcast talk show website, which you can see there. And there are the platforms are on, uh, some of the platforms are on right now is Spreaker.com, Spotify, Apple Podcast. So if, you've, if you're already on any of those, that's probably a good way uh, to yeah. check us out. But if you'd like to actually kind of help out, like help and show your support, if you can head over to Spreaker and make it an account for yourself over there, you'll get, uh, and, and, and follow us, you'll get an, an alert anytime we go live. And we do plan to be yeah. going live a bit more often now. And it's not really in the schedule. It's just going to be when it is and the other thing about that is like probably a bit of that content it'll be live and after it's live it comes down and it goes into the member section and it's not necessarily because it's uh for for a mature uh audience but if it's free we can't give everything away for free unfortunately and we already are giving a lot of it away for free but we can't like we can't we can't sustain it 
doing it that yeah. way. So it's a bit like a second job for me. This thing, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like we're volunteers, <laughs> but like we t- we we put we put serious effort into it, and we do kind of need to be thinking about the long term thing. So some stuff will be restricted, but it's more to kind of ask people to kind of like we're not we we're not gonna ask people to give us money for nothing but we a little bit of support would really help because it does cost money to to do a podcast and we're we, we're we could throw in some that. cliches like as well you know or less than the price of a cup of coffee <laughs> <laughs> That's or, yeah you know so it's back in the studio so how and far we, we, we do in? have I don't know, a few minutes. Eight minutes already. Holy moly. I suppose, quick, we better get on to what's coming up. Mm. Uh, what's coming up next week is we've got Dara um, from the Clear Out podcast. That's going to be a great show, guys. Dara yeah. does a show that's kind of, as he characterizes it, it's about wellness with attitudes. And um, we're really looking forward to that conversation um, with Dara. Uh very he's a really interesting guy he's done lots and lots of different stuff and he makes some hilarious faces <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anybody kind of interested in i suppose he covers like mindfulness well wellness with attitude is is is, is how he brands if, it if, if if you're interested in what we're doing he would be in the same sort of space and his humor does kind of align with ours so you know yeah, he's, he's got a great website. At. Yeah, he's worth looking at. He's got a great, great website as well mm. called theclearout.com. You can learn a bit more about Dara there. He's got poems up there um, as well as podcasts. He's an actor. He's done lots of stuff. I was reading his bio there earlier. It's really fascinating. He, he, he does a really nice spinning roundhouse. He does. I'll pull that up for people right there. There he is on Instagram. If you're on Instagram uh, and you want to check out a bit of martial arts from Dara, uh, he's wearing a black belt there. I assume it's a real one because this movie pulls off here is pretty impressive. And uh, I think I may have seen him in 300. There you go. Sorry for screaming at you there, Chris, but he was about to pull off a pretty cool move. Like, I know I was going to do director's commentary. I know, but we're not. No, no, no. No, no, because I'm not the director. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have a director. We've got direction, but we don't have a director. We kind of go that way. But anyway, there you go. That's like, I didn't really know until, uh, until uh, I saw that up on Instagram. Uh, uh, but there he seems like he seems like a really cool guy and he's got a sense of humor he's really grounded he's got a nice yeah. approach on wellness um, I'm, so I'm really looking a forward to a common sense approach yeah it's interesting looking forward to that uh, did we have and then well, anything else about Dara there you want to throw in Chris are you no no no, no. There was, there was, we... there... he's done quite a lot of acting uh, we were reading his bio yeah. there he was, he was actually he was involved with one of our other guests as well we think wasn't he yeah George uh, yeah who um, is coming back George Higgs he was on a show with us there uh, Adventures um, in Music there was the title something mm. to that effect you'll find that on our speaker um, there's also a video clip gone out uh, this week this week uh, of some of George's work that will be coming later we're going to we're going to bring that back in but George had an album come out in April called Music for Modern Animals and the one you're looking at right there is his up and coming album called The Sense Ensemble 
And mm-hmm. I'm not going to... the 19th, isn't it? Mm-hmm. The 19th of November, yeah. So we'll be covering that a bit. Um, George's first album, M- Music for Modern Animals, is the great listen. It's You'll get that uh, for free up on SoundCloud, which is right here. And uh, George, George is a really fascinating guy. I can't um, say enough good things about George's work. <laughs> and um, that's that. So that's what's coming up to expect. There's some other stuff coming up, guys. Uh, we covered COP26. There's been a lot of protests happening over the weekend. Um, there was something like 10,000 arrests on Friday or Saturday in Glasgow. <laughs> um, serious police presence for that conference. Um, so and, we're uh, keeping an eye on that. We'll be co- coming back to that. Yeah. And it's mostly just that, like, they don't seem to be, you know, really moving forward on anything. Like, It's cop you know? number 20. Six, yeah. and they're still talking about trying. Yes, yeah, because you know, like yeah, in, in when... Ireland, Chris, that the Irish government, the, like with the stuff, I watched the long, the two-hour live co- press conference mm-hmm. that they did. I watched, I, well, I didn't watch the whole thing, but I watched, I watched a fair, I watched a decent chunk of it. And the further they got into it, they were like. Literally, Eamon Ryan, the minister, the, uh, the 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 head of the Green Party here in Ireland, um, who is in a coalition government, is that correct, Chris? Mm. Yeah. Um, is uh, he he was basically came out and said, "It's like yes, we've set these targets and we may not reach them." Hmm. So again, that's back yeah. to well, that means they're going to try. Okay. To possibly so, do something. <laughs> yeah, and it's then, slippery language. It's slippery language, and the other thing about it was, um, I think in these conversations, it's really important to stay calm and that we uh, we all listen to each other. Like me and Chris like to talk about. I think the last day I did get like a little bit worked up about this because, and I want to try not to do that, and I, and I advocate that we that 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 we really all try to be as calm as possible right now because. Um, things getting chaotic and stuff is kind of like really not going to help the situation but yeah. like we do need to have people voices heard but not in screams and no. tantrums and mm. knee-jerk reactions and it, it, it not not pushing idea, ideas that are going to polarise people like we, we, we need to come together whether, whether we agree or not and and really, kind of get into this, and and it, 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 but one 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 thing, Chris, that came up for me that I thought in, was interesting, uh, and we're actually gonna have some guests on that would kind of may, may have something to say uh, about it, this. But the idea yeah. of net zero, I, I yeah, you know, it's one of those things. Like, right, net zero doesn't mean zero carbon emissions. It's yeah. you know it's a lot to do with offsetting and taxes and greenwashing is one of the yeah. buzzwords going around. Yeah, you know, and um, I mean, there's enough technologies out there that if they were all implemented, you could actually become minus carbon. You know, it's theoretically possible to be minus carbon. Yeah, but do you know what the problem yeah. with that is? Probably, Chris. Well, minus carbon equals minus profit. Net zero equals profit. And it also means yeah. that if you're outside of the net, yeah. forget it, basically. That's, it. That's what it's looking like, guys. 
where there's no, poorer, I mean, poorer, poorer, poorer uh, communities in the world that are like below sea level and also not poor like um I'd like the yeah. Netherlands is <laughs> gonna they're gonna have to throw up another like ten thousand windmills to pump out the amount yeah. of water that that's potentially on that, the way. Yeah, uh, well, is that an exaggeration, Chris? No, 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 no. <laughs> Yo. Uh, well, the higher you build your dams, the bigger the waves become. <laughs> you can only hold it out for so long. Bear with me while I just yeah. queue up our bumpers. Mm. And you know what, guys? We are gonna like we are gonna say to the loo in a little while, but I don't really feel like going off the video like right right away. So nah. we'll, we'll we'll keep talking about this for a minute. What do you reckon, Chris? Yeah, we 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 keep rambling, you know. Yeah. Well, look, it's we're here for a bit of news and laughs. The stream is gone. Well, do you know what, guys? We did, we did, we 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 did um, let us down a little bit on the on the usual schedule. We we no show go out, so I suppose we we'll stay on as a as a as a as a little bonus treat. What do you think, Chris? Yeah. We'll sound for a little yeah. bit on the yeah. video. We we keep going. We keep going. Yeah. Keep going. Keep our lit. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's in the news. Um, but yeah, net zero. That's a bit of a cop out. Yes. <laughs> and then there was the other joke about cop. It's like, oh, that's why it's called cop because you never saw so many cops before in your life. There was yeah. a serious police present guys in Glasgow. I, I, I think the, the deal was like Friday, Saturday, Friday and Saturday was kind of scheduled as, oh, the time that the youth and the activists <laughs> are going to kind of have a chance to talk, which they scheduled yeah. it that way because they knew to expect a large uh, public presence protesting on Friday and Saturday because that's when uh, the students and people are off work as well. That's the time it makes sense if a protest yeah. is going to happen and you want to you want to show a serious um, not like not like Go when ahead. they have elections while people are still at work. Yeah, you know the way they do that. Yeah. Or yeah. Not, not 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 like that other time when they uh, when we had the, the 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 Lisbon referendum was it the Lisbon ref- referendum? Lisbon Sorry, treaty. am I looking at the Lisbon treaty? Yeah, and we had that referendum. Sorry, am I talking out of both sides of my face, Chris? Yeah, a little bit. Oh, a little bit. Sorry, <laughs> hold on, hold on. All right. Yeah. No, no. What was, it? What was that? Uh, we had the... Uh... Oh, when we voted wrong and had to re-vote, like... Hmm. Yeah. I was like, are you sure about that? Are you sure you don't agree with us? Yeah. We, we, we're putting a few little nice sweeties in the envelope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's that. The other stuff that's in the news is Facebook with the meta thing. Facebook are like mm. on, a, on a complete mission to rebrand themselves where like, I don't know, some of the ads I've seen recently are just like, oh, most businesses say that Facebook really helped them through the pandemic. Like, and mm. they're, they're really having to, they, it looks like they've, well, we know, we know they were getting a lot of flack anyway, but yeah. I think there was, I think maybe Chris, what do you think that, there's there, there's been so many out of court settlements with big tech that it's just hit a threshold now where they know they have to pivot pretty hard. Like like that thing in in Fight Club, yeah, you know so. where your man's job is to assess the likelihood of the same thing happening again, and then see whether a product recall is the way to go for it, or to just settle in the future. I remember that bit. Where he's looking at burnt out car, like, and it's like, well, this happened, and it's my job to see if this is going to happen regularly, and how much the settlements will cost, and whether that's less or more expensive than actually taking the product back, like, (laughs) and fixing it. Seems a bit like that. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, we better just tell one or two jokes. But Chris, before you do that, can you do me a favor? Yeah. Can you just have a quick look at how the screen looks on YouTube? I'm, uh, to me, you're looking a little bit bright. I just want to make sure you're not washed out too much. Well, I am, I am quite intelligently. You know, so. <laughs> I might just I might just tweet that now for a sec. YouTube.com. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay, I think that's actually a little bit better now. Um, I think I, I tweaked it there. I think it's better. Yeah. A, a bit of an old school kind of angel glow to me. Yeah. You know? It's better now, yeah. though, I think. Yeah. We got yeah. that. Well, oh, cool. this, can I this read, can hasn't caught up with this. Or do you want to yeah, give us a joke it. first? Do you want to give us no, a no, joke? No, there. You sure? Yeah, I'm just waiting for this to catch up on when you fix me. Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah. So, guys, this is. I'm gonna. So, uh, I'm gonna do a little bit of the book of nonsense again, and I'm gonna do one of these. Well, I'll do the first part of this now, the first page, which is this, and I'll keep the second page for when we're just when for the second half of the show, which will be on Spreaker.com or Spotify or Audible, or you'll find us on Twitter or you'll find us on Audible. Um, yeah, that's much better. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Great. So this, uh, and then we're going to have a few jokes from Chris and then we'll be saying goodbye on, on, on video. And if you want to listen to the rest of the show, as I said, you know where to go. I hope by now. <laughs> okay, so this is from The Book of Nonsense by Edward Lear. And this was uh, published in, originally published in 1846. And it's called uh, The Broom, The Shovel, The Poker and The Tongs. The broom and the shovel, the poker and the tongs, they all took a drive in the park. And they each sang a song, ding-a-dong, ding-a-dong, before they went back to the dark. Mr. Poker, he sat quite upright in the coach. Mr. Tongs made a clatter and clash. Miss Shovel, she was dressed all in black with a brooch. And Mrs. Broom was in blue with a sash. Ding-a-dong, ding-a-dong, and they all sang a song. Oh, shovel so lovely the poker, he sang. You have perfectly conquered my heart. Ding-a-dong, ding-a-dong. If you're pleased with my song, I will feed you with a cold apple tart. When you scrape up the colds with the delicate sounds, you enrapture my life with delight. Your nose is so shiny, your head is so round, and your shape is so slender and bright. Ding-a-dong, ding-a-dong. Ain't you pleased with my song? <laughs> That's pretty good. Cool. Yeah. So I'll do the second half of that in a, in a wee bit. Have you a few jokes for us, Chris? I've always got a few jokes, you know. I was just uh, looking up things while I'm here. Uh, so I'll put the book down. I think I've done enough study. A penguin walked into the bar, yeah? He went up to the barman and he said, have you seen my brother? The barman looked at him and he went, what does he look like? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we're coming into the Christmas season now as well, aren't we? So you'll start breaking out the old Christmas jokes too. Uh, Two snowmen were standing in a field and one looks at the other and he goes, hey, can you smell carrots? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
<sighs> Two men were standing at the top of a cliff, yeah? And they both got their arms spread out at their sides, and both of them have birds on their arms. One man has six parrots, yeah? And the other man has 12 budgies. So your man with the budgies jumps off the cliff. The budgies just all fly away. And the second guy looks, and he goes, right, okay, my turn. And he jumps off, and the parrots are trying to hold him up. They're flapping their wings, but after a minute or two, they give up and just let go. The two lads are at the bottom of the cliff, lying on the ground. And one looks at the other, and he goes, budgie jumping, it's not all it's cracked up to be. <laughs> and the other oh. guy says, I'm not too fond of this parrot gliding either. <laughs> Oh, um, man goes to the doctor. He goes, Doctor, doctor, I feel like the curtains. The doctor looks at him and goes, Pull yourself together, man. <laughs> oh, I have a good one. Uh, why was the door depressed? I don't know. Why was the door depressed? Couldn't get it handled on things. <laughs> What did, what did the man who invented door knockers win? What? The Nobel Prize. Oh. <laughs> okay, Chris, we're coming into uh we're coming into bumper time here. Okay, bumper to bumper. Yeah. So I'm just gonna slowly drag up the music. So guys, like we said, if you just wanna hang around uh you know where to find us Spreaker.com Spotify Audible uh, Apple Podcasts any of those places you'll find us best place to find us is Spreaker.com and uh, we'll bitch you, be, be bitches at you we're going to stay live on Facebook we're going to stay live on Twitter and say bye bye Chris bye 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 oh, I meant to say goodbye Chris <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Can Projects Podcast, where we love to talk about culture, arts, do to do. Okay, guys. Hello, 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 and you're all very welcome to the Calm Projects Podcast, where we love to talk about culture, arts, nature, and wellness. Here we are with Jeremiah Mustafa from Uganda, the official Sea Tree Ambassador, and he's an active in conservation of the environment and restoration, and he's a very intelligent guy, and we're going to give a listen now and have a word about COP26 and all that kind of stuff. I've penetrated this one with the other big uh, community. You no, know, I had a, a very big uh, community engagement with uh, my colleagues there. We had uh, the, the interactions. The, 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 the number was quite good. We had two sessions 
first one with the other community in another place, and then we came to farmers who, who were, you know, growing tobacco and uh, they were cutting the trees. And uh, honestly, I've penetrated. I'm trying to touch them, and uh, they need to, you know, and they were all receptive, and and it was good. And and uh, I was really filled up yesterday. I was very happy, and uh, this is the direction because they've all accepted to now begin a restoration process. Uh, that means uh, the biggest challenge is now on me to raise the 8 million seedlings, and I'm going to take to them. And uh, uh, the biggest educational institution here is the Mono University of Science and Technology in my home area has also uh, taken it upon themselves to do it together with me because they have a vast chunk of land where they want also to grow the species. I am not now afraid because uh, the, the species is not going to go. The trees are going down, but the species will remain because what we need now is to, to do the restoration. We have lost enough of it. So we need to restore it by now beginning to charge people to, to grow, to plant and they grow it because so many people are being planting and uh, they don't follow it up. And that is what I usually tell people. I'm not after tree planting, I'm after tree growing. You grow it up to maturity, where it begins to fruit, and then that is when we're, we're going to see it, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, it's interesting, actually, because I was thinking about that, like that the conservation is one point, but it's like we are at that point now where it's now we need to restore now, like the conser- it's, yes, it's past con- conservation, like that's like... You know, we need to re. re- you know, like there's there's similar things that like in Ireland here with with, with with like there's. I mean, obviously we don't have a lot of the same. There's a lot of challenges that we don't have here, but the the the, 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 the we do have the same issue of basically neglect the neglect of of, of looking after our environment, and mm-hmm. we do have things where is, like the is. native um the 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 the, the native the native uh environmental biology has been replaced by products like 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 non-indigenous trees you know for pine yes. and you know so it, 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 it it's it, it's a general conversation that affects the whole planet really you know and and for me it goes to the heart it, it brings up a lot of issues and kind of you know I'm, I'm 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 not i'm not i'm not like anti-profit but i i I don't like to be anti anything, but I don't agree with exploitation no, I, I, of any your, form. Your sentiments, your sentiments are actually my sentiments. Your feelings are my sen- feelings because, look, the, the fact of the matter is, they they call them products and services. Like uh, other this tree, if we had to use it sustainable, we would be getting juice from it and build, yeah. other than you know cutting it down. Yeah. And the next time you're not coming to that is the essence of sustainability. Yeah. So for them, they're after the quick gains, uh, not yeah, looking yeah. at you know the long term and uh, you know there are so many functions the ecological benefit and uh, you know the economic benefit of it so we need to strike a balance between this and right as you have said i am i have been really really fighting that war replacing indigenous species with these exotic ones which yeah. take a long time to adopt to the geographical conditions and here yeah. we are losing yeah we are losing yeah. a lot yeah yeah like uh, people go and uh, the other day I was in a government protected uh, forest. Uh, th- these guys were cutting down the small trees to plant tick trees. And tick trees are not uh, indigenous, they're exotic. So why should we cut the indigenous species and plant these ones? And you say you are, you are forestating. What's that afforestation? So these are issues we, we, we really need to, to look into.
Yeah, and yeah. it's it's great that the, it's great though that the conversation is picking up momentum now, and like like you say, like with sustainability, it's like we could be doing so much better with a better approach. Like, and a lot yes, of the answers are. are right in front of us as well. Like, and you know, there's just there's just you know what I mean. Nobody should be hungry. Everyone should have clean water. Like, it's I don't see why that is so, like it. That's not a mystery. Like, do you know what I mean? It 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 it, it seems kind of straightforward. So on the one hand, we're faced with this crisis that's going on, and I, I'm not I'm I, I'm not I'm, I'm not happy that it's it, it's it's had to come to a crisis point. But there isn't at least an opportunity now. That okay, well, let's get moving on this and just start. like I mean, I often kind of what I've been saying a lot is, you know, especially as far as you know, activism or protesting or things like that. That right now we really need to come to the conversation and with an open mind and be willing to listen to each other and kind of acknowledge. Look, we don't all agree and we don't all have to agree, but the ship is basically going down right now. And if we're just we can't just stand around and complain and give out, we got to actually do things like constructive, positive things and take positive action, practical things. You know, yes. just 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 complaining is gone. It what's things? Yeah, yeah. Actually, yesterday, you know, I have a, a WhatsApp platform for 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 this, and uh, and it was like these guys were saying, yes, uh, for us, uh, some everyone should emulate uh, the, the 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 examples of Mustafa that they were referring to me because uh, I just don't talk the talk. I yeah. I walk what I talk. Yeah. So uh, uh, we have a few of our representatives at the COP, but surprisingly, some of them have not been even been known. So yeah. why, instead of having being, I mean, being here, doing these other things, now they are there, they have wasted a lot of time and resources, but nobody listens to them. I think uh, right now I'm with you and uh, the whole world is going to listen to what is this. Yeah. And for your information, as I said earlier on, I have had a lot of uh, uh, media coverage. That means the global community really now knows somebody is like this is doing this and he needs to be uh, helped in this way. Especially for today, my Twitter handles, I mean, my Twitter account has been so busy. Remember, I have two accounts, my personal account mm. and uh, Save the Share account. Mm. They're two. So they are really very, very active. And uh, in, in, in Facebook, we, we, we are almost closing the target because we already have over 4,000 followers for Facebook. And uh, yeah. we're going to hit and that. So when, and when did, like, when did you start to see that the spike then, say, like in the last eight years? Is that just recently this has happened around the cop thing? Or could you say like six months ago you started to see it to pick well, up? Well, I used or... to have the two accounts there, but they were not really as active as during the cop thing, especially now when I when I was uh, putting police cells and doing all this, and then that, exactly as you said, my incarceration was like a publicity. Yeah. And now together with the cop, when I missed it, because so many people got concerned, they, they wanted to see me there. For your information, I am, uh, the, the UNEP calls me uh, their share not ambassador, recognized UNEP share not ambassador. That's like uh, UN calls a good win ambassador, but mine is not a good will. Mine is the real one because I walked into the offices of the UNEP and they, they say, this is our ambassador for this three species. So that means uh, uh, the whole world had wanted to see me at uh, COP and uh, well, do you know it's funny, well, Jeremiah? Like today, or, or I think it was either today or yesterday, it was announced. Love, can you give, just give us a minute? It, uh, that the, the the largest delegation of lo- lobbyists 
was from mm-hmm. petrol and, and, and fossil fuel. So exactly, how, yes, how yes. as a platform, if they are, if, 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 it, if, if what's really important is how much money you have so you can send more people, that's not really, a, it's not really a level platform, I don't think, you know. It's so not. No, it's of course not. it's not. I'm being free, and I'm being, I'm being pretty, I'm being, I'm putting that in fairly. If if COP belongs to the United Nations, then they they are failing. If COP is an initiative of the United Nations, then I must openly say, without any fear or favor, that the UN is itself failing. Because look, my father is a Second World War veteran, a hero up to Burma. And when they came home is when uh, UN was formed and uh, what has UN done to it? You see, these are some of the things. People should not fear talking it. Yeah, absolutely. That's it. What should, is the UN? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. What is the UN? Uh, for us here in school, we used to define the UN as uh, unfit nations. It's not United Nations. <laughs> unfit nations. Because yeah. what is it? That's my neighborhood. Not, not I don't call it a neighborhood. That's where my childhood was. You know, we ran into exile into the... Republic of the Congo, but then it was called Zaire. Today it is just tears. People, the so-called UN is eating Congo. Yeah. You know, in the whole world there is a mineral called coltan where our 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 phones are made from. It's not found anywhere in the world except in the Congo. Coltan. And the UN is there. Recently, we captured the people who were blue caps and claiming to be peacekeepers, and they are not keeping peace on the ground. They are stealing our 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 minerals here. Yeah. You see, they are stealing our minerals. So, so this is not good. The UN is unfit nations. It's not United Nations. What are we uniting for? Yeah. I, I wish my father was still there. I was going to uh, get permission from him to 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 get into the army. And uh, but uh, <laughs> it's it's funny. It's very funny. So. Yeah. It's great. It's great. I, is, I I admire that attitude, Jeremiah, because it is important. Cop like, is, is a total failure. Yeah. For me, it's, it's a number total tw- failure. It's I'm number twenty six. Number yes. number twenty six. Like, you yeah. know, it's a twenty six. It's the twenty sixth one. And and what's what's happened? All, all like, the way nothing's from happened. One up to fifty six. Yeah. That's a, a, it's crazy. A total failure. And it, like you know, um, you know, uh, it, like it, it was in the news here. It was like it's not wheelchair accessible even. So it's not an ex- uh-huh. it's not an accessible pa- platform, you know what I mean? It's not. So I don't know. It, it, to me, it's a, it's an interest. It's a it's a really interesting uh, kind of. Are you there? You're frozen. You there, Jeremiah? And that is it with Jeremiah. Uh, He will be back with us next week. And we're very, just want to say thanks again, Jeremiah, for coming in. We're really looking forward to getting into that with you a bit more. That's just a taster, guys. That was the pre-call. So we'll really be getting into it now and continuing this conversation because that's what needs to happen. Okay. Bye-bye. Thanks so much. That takes... You're all very welcome to the Can Projects podcast, where we love to talk about culture, arts, nature, and wellness. And today we've got a returning guest, a great guy, Jack O'Sullivan. 
who was the director of ZWAI. You can find them on ZWAI.ie. That's the Zero Waste Alliance Ireland. And Jack, we've had on for two shows previously, and I'd highly recommend anybody who hasn't heard those two shows to go over to Spreaker.com, find us on there on Can Projects Podcast. And the first show we did with Jack was called Zero Waste Climate Crisis, Jack O'Sullivan. And that's a great show. Go and check that out, guys. Great, great information in there. Really positive conversation around this topic. And then the second show we did with Jack was Solutions to the Climate Crisis and Zero Waste. So those two shows are over on Spreaker.com. Again, I highly encourage you to go and check that out. If you want to contact us, you can send us an email at canprojects.info at gmail.com. That's canprojects.info at gmail.com. And now we're going to have Chris Sneeds in as a co-host with myself, Shane McKay. Back with Jack O'Sullivan to talk more about the climate crisis. And the title of this show is Realistic Climate Solutions with Jack O'Sullivan from Zero Waste Alliance Ireland. Now, basically, if you look at what a lot of these uh, people who are trying to resist progress do, it's a standard kind of a, of a strategy. Hmm. is they exaggerate the amount of money that something good will cost. Repack, for example, stated about a year ago, I think it was a year ago, that introducing reverse vending machines in Ireland would cost 150 million or 250 million. Now, Lithuania introduced them at very little cost. So how is it Lithuania can do it? which is a country smaller than Ireland with a population of less than 3 million, whereas we have 6.4 million. There's, there's, there's a very specific example. Um, in England, a few years ago, they bought, um, it's like a tent system for putting over landfill and a vibration machine to, to bring natural to biomethane up out of the yeah. so, uh-huh. And it collects in the tent and then it's compressed. Yeah. They bought four of them and like the Irish government was like, no, no, that's way too expensive. But within a year... It actually made enough money from the gas collection to buy four more. To buy four more. <laughs> you know. Again, the Irish government government probably got the advice from the waste industry, mm. which didn't want that thing at all to be implemented because it, it would reduce their profits. I find if you look at costs quite often quoted by industry, they are fictitious and they're designed to stop people doing something which would impact on their profits. And sometimes it, 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 it goes that curious way. We have, for example, a proposal in Mullingar for an old barracks to be turned into a community-based um, centre. Mm. And the cost of that would not be great. But there's a, there's a man in the town who is very much into big industry, and he's saying it'll cost $100 million to do anything with it. Now, his strategy is very good because he's frightening off and uh, it'll be potentially... government people who might say, oh, look, we'll help this, these community groups. Well, Jack, is he's pointing out a problem instead of a solution. But he's creating a problem mm. in the sense that he's trying to push the state agencies into saying to themselves, oh, look, these community groups will never raise 100 million. So we'd better give it to some big developer. Yeah. And again, it's like Repack saying that um, introducing um, uh, 
reverse vending machines will cost 250 million. Of course it won't. But by stating that, and it, the, the biggest example of all, Shane and Chris, if you remember, was when one of our government ministers was thinking of introducing a ban on smoking. Yeah. Go way back to the time pubs are full of smoke. And the tobacco industry allying itself with the Vintners Association and what they call the hospitality industry said, this will cost billions. We lose all our tourists. And they they literally created a scenario that was supposed to frighten the government into doing nothing about smoking. But we were in good hands at the time. Whoever was the Minister for Health at the time, might have been Michal Martin actually, ignored their their cries of alarm and their false information. And he went ahead with a ban on smoking. And it saved hundreds of lives. Yeah, absolutely. We had the same kind of thing done by the waste industry. There, Any move at all, let's say the move to introduce repairability, there'll be a chorus of shouting from the waste industry representatives stating, oh, this will cost billions. Of course it won't. And as you hear Apple saying, oh, having a, a standard uh, charger is going to co- it might cost them a little bit in there. But if you're making 20 billion profit a year, what's a few million? It, it, it might. But they're, they're, how to put, they're, a way of thinking is they don't want anything to affect in any way their profitability. Well, to me as well, Apple, they're kind of a company that have again and again, their model seems to be to kind of corner markets. Yes, and they're very effective at doing that. Yeah. And this is what, in a way, the capitalist system works. It's not providing a service which people want, but by grabbing a market or by creating a market and then supplying that market and making sure you're the one whose name is up there in lights, (laughs) And creating, look, years back, there was no market for, say, um, no, going back, and here's another one. Long time back, people bought cameras. Hmm. That market has disappeared almost, except for professionals. Now everyone uses a mobile phone as their camera. And the, the one good thing, of course, out of all this is that using the internet, and as you're doing in, in, in CAN, you're now enabling people to talk to each other and to listen to different voices other than the voices that are being promoted heavily by wealthy groups who want to see a different kind of progress that we would want to see. Hmm. I say we because by the sound of our discussion, you and I and Chris. And yeah. It's, our, it's either similar. a race at the bottom or a race, you know. <laughs> Yeah, um, it's it's an interesting one. Well, Jack, we we would definitely can consider ourselves an, an alloy of yours because we absolutely uh, find your work very inspiring, and it's fantastic to see uh, Zero Waste Alliance getting some real traction now. Yeah. We are going to get real traction. We hope so. We want to increase our membership, and how we're going to do that is we want people to 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 come and join us who actually want to work. We're slightly different models, say, from, say, Friends of the Earth. We just want lots and lots of people to pay money, and that's very, very good. What we want is people who would be interested in joining us who would take part in our work. And what do we do? We do a lot of, we do some lobbying. Hmm. Whenever the government has a public consultation, it could be a public consultation on the sustainable development goals of the UN, it could be a public consultation on the introduction of um, 
say, reverse vending machines or putting a tax on non-repairable stuff. We want to write detailed submissions based on examples and make our voice as strongly evidence-based as the, the competing voices from industry who say, oh, we shouldn't do it, we can't do it, we can't afford it. Mm-hmm. We're saying we can afford it. And the example you've just given there, Chris, about the capturing the methane from landfill is a very good example. Yeah. Where um, we were told by some crowd, that our government was told, oh, that'll be too expensive, we can't do it. In fact, we can't. Yeah, it, pay, it can pay for itself within a year. <laughs> yeah. But again, it's it's where the economic, the economic arguments, and, and I should finish with this, are actually very important because the economic arguments can be made. Economics is like, it's not like biology. No. Ecology, you can go out there in the environment and you can study it and you can find out how it works. Yeah. Economics is a construct. <laughs> it's a human construct. And one firm could say, one big firm of economists can say, running an oil refinery doesn't make sense. Another firm can say, running an oil refinery is a fantastic benefit to the country because there will be a money flow into the country. And I've seen exactly that example where um, we sold off our oil refinery. Hmm. We're the only country in Europe, apart from, I think, Crete or Malta, that, that can't refine any oil. We sold off our oil tanks, and now we are paying a company in the Netherlands to store six months of oil for us. Imagine paying for six months of oil. That's a lot of oil. So um, a lot of the economic arguments we're getting from, um, let's call it private, the private sector, mm-hmm. are skewed on the basis that they say this will cost whatever we're planning and do to cost a lot of money. The reality is it probably is a good thing to do, but they don't want to see new regulations coming in. And well, they that, kind of economic yeah. against it. There, there is companies making money from sustainability. Like there there's, the, there's the there biofuel are. refinery in, in Euros, but they're yeah. shipping all their biofuel to Sweden because yeah. with the taxes and charges in Ireland, it's not worth selling it here. Chris, that's an interesting one. I didn't know about the, the company in Euros, but some years ago, I was doing some work up in Green Ore Port. Hmm. And actually, you wouldn't believe this was for the golf club. Don't I don't often do work for golf clubs. But this well, is gra- grass does take on carbon out of the atmosphere. So, <laughs> And it was a very simple job because a company had planned to build a, uh, um, a biofuels plant, which would hmm. take waste oil from restaurants and so on yeah. and turn it into biodiesel. But it's an of, easy enough process. Like it's not a very easy process. But instead oh. of putting the tanks lying flat on the ground, they had all their tanks standing upright, mm-hmm. right in front of the windows of the golf club, where they would obstruct the view all the way up Carlingford Lock. And that's the only reason the golf club was objecting, simply because they would ruin their view. Mm-hmm. And that's understandable. And if the tanks were just simply laid flat or buried into the ground, no problem. Yeah. But the company wouldn't do it anyway, but they never built it because what happened in Ireland was an example of exactly what you're saying. Initially, um, some department of government said, look, this all this oil is we're producing thousands of tons every year. It's going to waste. It's either end, ending up being burned in an incinerator or going into a landfill. If we turn it into diesel, we shouldn't be charging excise duty on it. So that would make it cheap. 
So companies, a number of them started up doing exactly that. And then the Department of Finance said, oh, no, we can't be losing this excise duty. That's a loss. Put it back on again. And so the company in Green Ore never started up. No. You know, they were only looking at the head side of the coin. The tail side was that you'd have people employed, you'd have... Yeah. <clears throat> well, that's exactly, exactly what happened, too, with the, with the um, oil refinery in Cork Harbour. That was sold off at a mm. huge loss. And the for once, I actually saw an economic study, which I thought was very good, a really good detailed study. It was done by a firm of engineers, not by a firm of accountants. Hmm. And they showed exactly as you said, Chris, that when you take into account the employment and the value of the product, which the refinery at Whitegate in Cork Harbor would produce, if it was taken hmm. back into state hands, would be a big plus. Hmm. But we never did it. It's still owned by an American company who sold it to another American company who sold it to another American company. Yeah. So we'll get onto that next time. Yeah, mm. great, Jack. Well, listen, we will wrap it up, and we got we got through so much there. I think we're probably we'll probably get three shows out of this, and we, we, maybe we'll put one out a week or something like that. And you're up. You're you'd be oh, very we'd love very to welcome. Have you back. Yeah, I, 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 I think we've probably got about three more hours of chatting to do. Like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's let's have another chat in about maybe a week or two or a couple of weeks' time. What's yeah. like that? Oh, that'd be brilliant, Jack. And if there's anything we can do to help you at all, please feel very welcome to give us a show anytime. Yeah. Well, I I have to uh, go to your 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 uh, Facebook page. And we haven't got we haven't got one yet. I'm going to be setting that up today. Actually, how yeah. do you how do you attract listeners? Well, right now we've got our own website. So at the moment we're 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 on just YouTube and uh, our own website. But we've kind of got a plan lined up where we're going to be going onto other platforms. So yeah. right now yeah. we're we're quite early, but we're starting to see real um, real traction and interest. We've, we've we've quite a lot of people on uh, LinkedIn as well. Oh, that's I, great. LinkedIn is very good. Yeah, I, I, prom- I promote it through my two business pages. Because we have two business pages on Facebook, and so, as well as that, I see CAN also includes culture, absolutely, and well-being, absolutely. And the oh whole, yeah, the whole cultural issue is is so important in Ireland. Yeah, and 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 we really we're a big part of what we advocate is that you know it, 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 it's important to have an active engagement and an interest in the world around us. And we see it that you know that's beneficial not only to our health but also our environment. That's right, Shane. But to get people having an active interest is very difficult. Mm. I know, for example, around Mullingar, I meet the ordinary Sean and Mary citizen, and they've disengaged from the world around them because they see government as being exploitative. They don't trust government. They see big business grabbing piles of money. They see their income. Their, their, and not their income, total income, but the, 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 their purchasing power going down. They don't see a way out of it at all. Mm-hmm. And they hear government ministers saying, oh, yes, we're going to do this and that. And then they look around and they find they're still stuck in the same problems. Well, you know, I like I love to hear from everyone as well and see what everybody kind of has to say about it. And, you know, whether you're on one side of the thing or another, it's, it is important to hear everybody's voice. It is. And That's very, very true. Yeah. A, yeah. An open dialogue, as we've said. An before. open dialogue, Chris. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. Said yeah. That. Yeah. yeah. So again, for our right. viewers... Um, Jack had said W A Alliance uh, Z uh, Z W A I dot Z W A I dot I E for vol- anybody interested in this that thinks they can help Jack 
and ZWR are the guys to talk to. Hmm. And Orla Kuta as well, yeah. who is oh, yeah, our, yeah. our research. We can't forget about Orla. No, <laughs> no. And, and guys, again, there's the website. If you want to learn more, there it is right now on screen for everybody. So, Jack, thanks again so much. And we look forward to speaking with you again. Thanks, Shane. Thanks, yeah. Chris. Thanks, Jack. Keep well. Bye now. Thank you. Bye. All the best. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Wow, way, Chris. Yeah, that was pretty fucking good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, F-bomb. Oh. Dang. Chris, that was... Hold on, let me line up our... Ah, the wonders of editing. Yeah. Chris, that was phenomenal. What a guy, that what a legend. amazing, like... A living like, legend, I would say. Yeah. And, and, and again, another champion for things that are vulnerable and in danger, yeah. like our environment well, and us. I mean, us as a race. about here, I'd put Jack about here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And there's yeah. loads more. Uh, we, Jesus, we, we, Jeepers, we had loads of... Um, Oh yeah, Those I didn't more even questions. To, I didn't even get to touch on them, like alternative fuels and stuff. Really, um, I mentioned the biodiesel, but um, there's loads of other alternatives that there is available. I mean, just converting your car to LPG, liquid propane gas, which can also be run off biomethane, like from the Green Generation company at uh, GreenGeneration.ie is their website. Yeah, and you were telling uh, me about something very interesting. Uh, Chris was the. Biodigester is that is that yeah what? yeah anaerobic biodigestion which Bio-di- is turning just turning um food and animal wastes and into into biogas which can be used in the national natural gas grid or to generate electricity or for heating homes or even bottled for like you know your standard home gas cooker or you know Chris I'm gonna roll this again there because I flashed some stuff there that. Be yeah. on. Chris, you were telling me about the bio digestion waste. Mm. Is that right? We're- yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, using kind of um, biomass to generate gas, uh, which is biomethane and can be used instead of natural gas in a lot of processes. Like it can be used to fuel cars, heat homes, cook your dinner. Is this you know, the one, Chris, that you said that, that can pay for itself in four years? In one year, they can have. Um, that's the one that they use in landfill where it's a tent, like. And they put the tent down and a vibration machine that it's like landfill fracking, if you will. They use the and vibration. Fracking, to, Chris, for people might not everybody has heard of fracking. Yeah. It was in the news quite a lot. We don't we're not um, hearing about it's it. A, now. It's a way of extracting gas from shale and things like that where it normally wouldn't be. It's a non renewable source of energy. Yeah, yeah. It's taking um like natural gas out of the soil and the shale, but it's got a lot of drawbacks and a lot of problems with it um, we could nearly do like we could nearly do a whole show about that in particular we probably will in fact yeah so it's basically making small explosions underground stuff but this system uses vibrations to bubble up the methane gas into the tent and then it's com- sent into a, a compressor to compress it down into a liquid form and there, then it's a packaged prog- product then like you know mm. it's you, you know and whereas um, it's just leaching into the atmosphere, and methane is much more damaging to the environment than carbon dioxide. And like, if we're, if if you want to move from fossil fuels to like methane, you're you're still producing some carbon dioxide from the burning of it. But I think it's like twelve percent. Don't quote me on that. Like twelve percent of the carbon dioxide of burning petrol or diesel, mm. right? But you're also removing methane from the cycle. 
So it's kind of a plus plus, like you know. Yeah, and this this again, Chris. This kind of highlights an issue that we're going to really get into a lot more is the idea of untapped resources. And yeah, a great example of of that that we covered um, on the Sunday on our on our live stream there over the weekend um, was uh, the, the the turbines and pipes. And mm-hmm. that is that's a form of energy that goes on every time we turn our tap on that we could be tapping into and as far as I can tell has very little impact on the environment and, and is fairly and sustainable. It could be tapped into twice. It could you could have it on the water going into your house. Yeah. And then you could have it on your grey water going out your house. Which would include rainwater. Wasn't there there was something really interesting, um something very interesting we came across, Chris, was uh I'll see if I can find it now, was the man made whirlpool. Yeah, that's very interesting. I haven't had much of an opportunity to look into it. I'll pull it up there now. It's actually something I thought about years ago as a child. Like, um, well, I was big on my Captain Planet buzz and things. I was actually coming up with ideas for, you know, reclaiming energy from natural processes. Yeah. Here's a good picture here. Um, Just kind of help explain it a little bit more. hmm. So what we're looking at for people not looking at a screen is basically um, a runoff. What's the word, Chris? Fabrication that takes that kind of taps into beside a river, and you have a little chute that siphons off some of that water, and that goes down, down, down into a kind of a hole, basically. And we can harness that energy and tap into that. And, and that again is very little to no impact on, um, yeah, the environment I mean, and is incredibly sustainable. Hmm. Like if I think, I think like if I, how I'd do it would be to use undershot wheels, which are wheels which are under the water, which means that fish and all wouldn't get caught in them if fish were going through. Because mm. it feeds back into the river, doesn't it? It goes, yeah. goes out of the river and then back in. So yeah. it's kind of... It's energy that's just there. It's there in the environment and yeah. we're not tapping into it. There's Guys, yeah. the solutions are right in front of us. Yeah. We you get know, into all of that again anyway. But Chris, yeah. I mean, I am so happy to have had Jack on. Um, oh, what amazing. A guy guy. Yeah. yeah. A really inspiring work that they're doing, and like I said to him, it's absolutely wonderful to see that they're getting real tra- traction. The only, the only, the only tragedy to it is, is that it hasn't happened sooner. We have to wait until yeah. we're in this multiple crisis kind of scenario as far as the environment and health and everything really that that that, that yeah, as far as well being goes is um, mm-hmm. in jeopardy right now, and not just us, all the other species on the planet, and we're the ones having an yeah. impact on that. Like um, one that I, I one that really kind of. I see as a terrible shame is that like frogs and salamanders and things like that, the amphibians are like lots of their species are just tipping along at the edge of extinction, like because they're particularly susceptible to pollution. Their skin is so, their skin is so thin and there's no, there's no real protection that like pollution just goes straight into their bodies. Um, When they're testing water quality, one of the first things they look for is frogs. If there's frogs, they generally go, right, this place is going to be relatively clean. (laughs) <laughs> mm, yeah, 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 exactly. Like, uh, you know, um, that's why that's why frog spawn is a protected thing. You're actually not allowed to harvest frog spawn from the wild, even if you're going to grow out into frogs in case you damage it. Yeah, yeah, you know? to be left alone. Yeah, and frogs can't be taken. <laughs> yeah, leave those, so, leave those frogs alone. <laughs> so, guys, we're gonna love you and leave you. Thanks again. I've been, I am Shane McKay, your co-host. 
And I'm Chris Mead, your other co-host. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we love coming on here to chat to you. We've got lots of exciting stuff coming up, guys. Um, we'll be launching our audio version of the podcast uh, fairly soon, so keep an eye out for that. Um, what have we got and coming face- up, Chris? Uh, the Facebook page is going to go to li- go live today as well. Brilliant. So what, what kind of stuff have we got coming up, Chris? Oh, we've loads of stuff. We've got... Without mentioning any names now, but we've got well, some really internationally recognised guests coming on, guys. Yes, we do. And we've got some local guests to me as well coming on. Yeah. And we're going to be covering wellness. We're going to be covering culture. We're yeah. going to be covering... We've just had Jack to speak about the environment too. Oh, we've got a very, very interesting composer. Um, yes, yes. And well known. His stuff has been in uh, Carnegie Hall, the Kremlin. He's done exhibitions for the Irish Wax Museum. And the current project he's working on is to do with... Um, it's mental just, health and no, no, no. Well, we will oh, get we'll get into that. Yeah. Not so much um, that. What what he, what he's the project he's focusing on now um, is. Oh yes, yes, yes. Yeah, is yeah. It, he's working with uh, hearing impaired individuals and music. Yeah, he's working yeah. on a way that deaf people are hearing and, and hearing impaired people can experience music and express music. And mm. I mean. When I came across this guy, I was like, oh, it looks like he's w- working on some interesting stuff. And it turns out it's mega, mega interesting. And, yeah. you know, me being a musician and I like to help people, it's like way up my alley anyway. Yeah. So fantastic having Jack O'Sullivan, the director of Zero Waste Alliance Ireland, on with us to talk about solutions to the climate crisis every, with a realistic and balanced approach that is not coming from an angle of profitability. It's sustainability and fairness, I think, it would be also another thing that comes up quite a lot. And the issue of having people's voices heard, which are all things we're covering a lot at the moment. We're going to have more guests on in relation to the climate crisis and our environment. And we'll be talking a bit about COP26. So stay tuned, guys. The conversation's starting to pick up more momentum now. Please, uh, if you find this useful, if you know anybody who might also be interested, send it on to them. And if you can't follow us, please do. All the best. Podcast. We're about to go live in just a few moments.
hello, hello, and you're all very welcome to the Cam Projects podcast, where we love to talk about culture, arts, nature, and wellness. And education, apparently. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's in there, isn't it? Culture, wellness, yeah. definitely a part of it. Yeah. So you're all very welcome to a live simulcast where we're going out on YouTube, Facebook, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, Audible, Twitter, Twitter, uh, a bunch of other things. So take your pick. If you're on any of those, uh, if you have a preferred mm. platform, you'll find yeah. us on most of the main ones uh, that where you'd expect to see a podcast anyway. Um so yeah, brief, brief. Uh, we'll t- touch base, Chris. I suppose, uh, and it'd be worth mentioning that our live streams in future, well, the shows in general actually are going to be more of a nighttime slot now moving forward. Yeah, at least if you're in Ireland, if you're if you're on the east coast in Florida, it's it's still not nighttime; it's evening time. Uh, but we're moving to eight thirty ish Irish standards time, mm. or eight thirty ish, as we like to call it. <laughs> In and around, in and around. In and around, that's it. And 